Greetings and salutations, true believers. Welcome back to the Marvel Roundtable. On this week's edition, we're rounding up Marvel's Phase 1 of the MCU. It's the culmination of all the movies coming together. Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Black Widow, and Hawkeye come together as we take a look at the first assembling of the Avengers in, well, Marvel Studios' The Avengers. Let's break it down right here on the Marvel Roundtable. What is going on, everybody? It is Connor here. Welcome back to the Horny Goat YouTube channel. Of course, the Horny Goat Podcasting Network, where you can listen to us on your favorite podcasting platforms. And of course, it is the Marvel Roundtable, where we sit down and break down each MCU movie and film in its entirety. And uh, we are finally here. It is six movies in the making, and we are here to talk about the very first Avengers movie. Uh, this is going to be a doozy. This one's going to be a big one for many, many reasons. It's not only the first time that all the major heroes are put, being put together. It is also the end of the MCU Phase 1, which is their first phase of movies going all the way, uh, all the way through to God knows when. But we'll talk about all that in so much depth and detail. And, of course, I'm joined with the wonderful members of the Horny Goat crew. We've, of course, got the power couple of the Horny Goat. We got JP and Heather. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? I hated this movie, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to take a guess and say one of the reasons is because so many— and I, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you on this. So many people should have died. Well, everybody should have died. <laughs> How are, how are you, Heather? I'm tired. Been working my ass off. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 make sure to not make this as 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 boring as as humanly possible. Uh, and of course, we've got everyone's favorite bear from upstairs, Canadian Basement. What's going on, Basement? Man, I'm ready to talk some Avengers. Uh, this is a culmination of six movies, which I forgot we watched six movies. <laughs> or is yeah. this the sixth? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is the sixth. Okay. Yeah. It's holy fuck. Well, yeah, either way, the combination of, of uh, this is the sixth movie of them coming together. Listen, there's a lot to discuss and a lot to talk about this one. So we're going to break it down for you guys. Of course, love to hear your thoughts as we progress through this movie. So let us know if you guys are joining us live in the chat. Of course, we got Tim and Alpha joining us in the chat. What's going on, guys? Um, we've also got a poll running up, of course, in the, uh, in the chat as well. So give this movie a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Now, normally, I go into the pre-production side of things at the beginning of this movie but I'll tell you right now, because there is a lot, and I do mean a lot to, uh, to, to dissect and discuss, easy for me to say, I'm already tongue-tied. We're going to skip that part. You kind of already know the story as far as the Avengers. They've been doing this for a while, the Paramount production, blah, blah, blah. You can kind of talk about it more and listen to it more on the previous episodes. Make sure you guys check them out. Um, so I think we should just dive right into the plot because there's a there's a good amount to discuss. You guys good, good with that? Oh, yeah. Unless there's something mind-blowing that I didn't know about this movie, and I ha have to think there's really not, since it's just a culmination of the other movies at this point. There no, really would this ever happen? It, they were building up to it since fucking Iron Man. Yeah, so, so this is this is not anything that we haven't already previously discussed in other episodes. So you're right; it's kind of the same thing where you know Marvel Studios on its own, Paramount producing, blah blah blah, rinse, lather, repeat. It's nothing really new as far as like the. The, the rights or anything like that, but this is it. This is what we've been building for uh, at least since 2008. So this is what, a three, four-year build? I can do math. One, mm -hmm. two, three, four, three-year three build. See, I can't even do math tonight. Six movies, three years. 
I can't think of shit right now. So let's just get into the damn thick of things. So I think they should have stuck with that mantra what? of you know three years, six movies, not every three months or every one month a movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, and then, and then it, what's that? Disney Plus sprinkled in between. Let's do this. Oversaturation of content. To, have you ever wanted to watch Marvel superheroes constantly, all the yeah. time? No. Well, you're in luck. All right. <laughs> also, check out the WWE Network. No, Oh, my God. All right. Let's talk about this very beginning scene. So the very first scene or the first act of this whole thing uh, involves S.H.I.E.L.D. So we see Nick Fury, um, who is arriving at a S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico, during an evacuation process. Apparently, the Tesseract, which they now have possession of, an energy source of unknown potential, has been activated. It opens up a portal through space and somehow Loki is able to show up through all of this. Okay? So, of course, Loki, being the nice, calm, peaceful person that he is, decides to start killing people like crazy. He has with him a, a spear with a glowing blue tip. That's a medical condition. Uh, <laughs> Loki... Waffles, baby. He basically takes out most of the people right away by killing them, by, like, shooting the staff at them, obviously looking to get the Tesseract, and takes possession of the minds of Clint Barton, also known as Hawkeye, Professor Selvig, who we saw in the Thor movie, and some other random scientist uh, general person that we never really know anything about. Nick Fury tries to leave with the Tesseract, of course. Uh, that does not go so very well as he gets shot. Uh, what I personally find the funny about the scene is that, like, half of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents for, like, a brief second don't know that Loki is, like, not supposed to be with them, and he just kind of walks out with the staff dressed like he is, and they're like, hey, um, who's that? And, and, and Hawkeye's like, oh, no, no, nobody nobody told me anything. It's like, huh, okay. And, and like, nobody bats an eye, so that's... that's Logic that's, gap. That's that shield. Oh yeah, that shield for no. you. <laughs> so, so anyway, they of course figure things out. Lo there's this huge battle that ensues with Coulson, Fury, Maria Hill, who is like Nick Fury's second in command, uh, trying to stop Loki from from leaving with the Tesseract. But of course, it falls not, and they end up uh, escaping with the Tesseract. And we leave into the title card, the Avengers. Um. What? Wh okay. The, the, I got questions the, already. I, 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 I do too. And that was the first thing I was kind of worried about. I'm like, we're, we just we just got like, what is it, like not even 15 minutes into the movie? And I'm like, I, I have a couple of questions, and I'm going to throw this out. The biggest one I have is how, how – okay. How did Loki get there? Because – my, my question is what the fuck is the staff? What is it? What is that gem in that thing? What is it? Is that the fucking one of the stones? Well, let's say for right now, we don't know, but it has the same power as the Tesseract. Wink, 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 wink. Why does he need the Tesseract? The fucking clown? What? what it, it doesn't really make sense. Oh, no. Technically, the stone shouldn't have the same power. All the stones have different powers, unless it's a chip off the old block. I no, hate no, you. No. Well, I think that's what it is. Is what Connor's getting at. But yeah, I, I so so this is this is this is going to be a problem with this and, and a lot of the other movies. And and like we've said before here on the roundtable, we try to analyze these without going into depth about what's going to happen or what we know happens with certain things and characters and stuff. But this one's kind of tricky. Um, so I have for to take this... some liberties with the Avengers movies because I usually like. 
I'm, we're not going to go back and analyze this movie after we've found out where they go. No. So knowing and certain things about where they go, there's logical inconsistencies yeah. or gaps or zero logic whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Between that and the shit ton of foreshadowing throughout this entire fucking movie. <laughs> My question is, why does Loki show up looking like a meth addict? Because he is. I did notice that too. He looked. He looked like fucking like he just he like, like he... dying. I think that they had an idea where like the Stonehead <laughs> influence on him or something. Because later on, you can see um, yeah, the people right. that he influences with it kind of look sweaty and gross. But, but that makes sense, though. He, but he doesn't after a while. Yeah, <laughs> so he I don't just... know. <laughs> it, 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 I, th I think there was, like, part of it that they wrote that they wanted to go somewhere, and they're like, well, we're just going to drop that. We don't have time. So, so the, 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 the big thing for me, though, is, is Loki, like, okay. Thank you. So the problem is, is that I, the, the thing that kind of I'm wrapping my head around is even taking like I'm, I'm trying to take away what we, we know is going to happen in the future what we he know about these products to an abyss right so he fell into space as far as we know we didn't know what the fuck yeah. happened to loki which okay they kind of foreshadowed that maybe he has like influence on humans or he's in a different plane of existence from the end of the thor movie okay fine but like even if the tesseract brought him why did it bring him specifically? Like, e either the Tesseract had to do it or Loki had to, like, time it right or get it in, like, the right line. So, like, I, I don't, I like, it's just, it's, it, it's a huge I, plot I, convenience. I get that. I But just, like, it I irks think me. one of those, and you know, those end credits scene could have been devoted to yes. a what couple minutes of Loki where he falls. You don't have to show anything. You could just hear, like, a, an ominous voice or something and kind of piece it together for all those internet sleuths and comic book sleuths out there yeah to know who's kind of willing him to do this or who's picked up him and seen treasure in someone else's trash you know they sort of allude to it later on when when they show the conversation with loki and the chitauri which we'll get to but even that's just do, too but it's it's it would have been nice still... to have that beforehand because yeah. there's really no need not to you could do two end credit scenes on one of those fucking one trillion movies you have well, they did it in this one. This is the beginning of the two. This is this is the beginning of two end credit scenes, and oh, one yeah. of them is fantastic, and the other has you know the big bad. But um, that that's really the only thing that irked me about this. But at the same time, I get why they kind of did it. They had to like set the stakes immediately right from the get go, right? They had to kind of like okay, and and they don't really kind of fully explain what's going on right from the beginning either. So as far as we know, Loki is trying to steal the Tesseract because the Tesseract is this source of ungodly power, um, mm -hmm. which, okay, that, that does sort of make sense. Um, so on one hand, yeah, there, there's a lot of questions about it, but at the same time, I get that, you know, they have to kind of like okay we got to we got to get the things going we already know Lo we already know who loki is we already know his 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 motivations sort of um so i get they kind of have to like hit the ground running with this shit so i i i'm not too nitpicky about it but at the same time like how did, like that just it didn't line up quite right Maybe that's just me uh, two, two things as soon as i saw it and i saw loki i automatically started to think is it going to be a more like Thor centric movie or at least more in that universe? Because if they're setting him up to be the bad guy, then Thor is going to be featured quite heavily. This is my thought originally when I watched this movie. Right. Um, the other thing too, with uh, having that Skarsgård, whatever the fuck his name is in the movie, you know, what I'm talking about the professor, yep. professor yep. Skarsgård. Oh <laughs> the yeah. Guy yeah, that's yeah. Doing the experiments. Yep. 
Um, I wonder, because I don't know if this is true, but I heard there's they, they tried to get Natalie Portman back for this, but she said, I want more money or something. Yes, yes. I was wondering if she was supposed to take the place of him in this movie, Could or if they been. were always going to use him. But in any case, like, uh, also featuring him in the first, like, now we've got two people from the Thor universe that were well, side Hawkeye, characters. Three of you count Hawkeye, because Hawkeye was introduced yeah, in Thor. It's, it's all fucking Thor at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'm already, I'm already, I'm already super Thor. Um, the the thing, the thing too, and and this is maybe this is just me. Um, I I agree with you. Well, but the couple of things to just note, and we'll we'll get more into it as we get further along. The original Avengers comic, the very first one, did center around like the same concept of Loki being the first major villain slash an alien invasion. So I can kind of see where they were kind of like trying to take a little bit of homage to it. Um, also. I don't know about you, but every time Hawkeye whips out the bow and arrow, I kind of giggle because the way it just bounces when it like he flings it out. Like, I don't know about you. I just I, I thought that there's was very... something with that actor, Jeremy Renner. He looks like remember troll dolls. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> if you give a troll doll a haircut, whoa, hundred percent Hawkeye. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, but JP, JP I mean. So your th- your problem was like okay he has a super powerful staff why the fuck does he need the tesseract? Well, you're oh. muted. You're muted. You're, mu- you're muted. So my question isn't is it the stone? Well, it is. Is it the stone? Because it's the same color as the tesseract, and it's the same color as the blue infinity stone. I'm sorry. I see things, and I'm asking questions because I've okay. seen. I've seen all the movies already. Okay, okay. So yeah. But I've missed some things. Yes. They they are two now, different I infinity know, stones. I know that he is a frost giant. Mm-hmm. Is is that what that is? See, this is where I'm so fucking confused. They don't explain shit in this fucking movie. They right off the bat they introduce something that they don't explain. And the way that I took it was that because eventually we see what happens with the Tesseract and it gets like crushed down until it's almost like a refined mineral, like the refined version of an infinity stone is what it becomes. And I could buy if it was like a piece of the stone unrefined and they have the stone unrefined or the mineral unrefined and therefore they can interact with each other. I really don't think, and because I don't know, I'm assuming it is a different Infinity Stone, which is makes no sense to me. So this was kind of a weird thing because, I, how do I how do I say this the right way? At this point, we all knew that everything was 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 going to lead to an Avengers movie, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think they had publicly kind of stated, "Oh, hey, the Tesseract is an, an Infinity Stone." So at this point, we don't know. To, to answer your question, JP, yes, the Tesseract is one stone. The item in the in the staff is another Infinity Stone. They're two different stones. Which they're is, both blue. Well, it, it's just the color of the casing that holds the stone and the staff. Also, why would you get okay? Uh, I, like, it doesn't make sense. They, they, like this, uh, like looking back at it, it doesn't make sense. I'm trying right. to take it for what it is, but you never and, see a guy trying to collect all those stones, give one of them to fucking Loki. And that's really like the the big <laughs> head scratch. And I know, I know, I literally like we're not going to talk about it, but 
that is one of the big faults about this is the fact it's like so let me get this straight so and so, someone uh-huh. is sending loki to go get the tesseract or go get an infinity stone by giving him an infinity stone to go get it with no idea of why there's trust there or not sorry heather go that's okay it also goes back to when we watched the first Thor movie, and I was confused as to that giant blue cube. In Thor's vault. Is that our first sighting of the Tesseract? No, that's the size of the ice giant. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Come on. Color code so shit. That's the smartest. They And I know you like Easter eggs and shit. Mm-hmm. That's not an Easter egg. That's just no. It's just, uh, it's just it's, shitty, shitty storytelling, man. Yeah. It's the fact that they, at this point, they haven't looked big picture enough and kind of built big picture enough. Ironically, I, I like they. I think they know where they're going. I think they know where they're going. I mean, how do they not? Haven't all of the all of the the comic books have been made up to the points that we're at? Right, I, I think I you have too many. I can hear myself. What the fuck? I think you have too many um, hands in the cookie jar at this point. Yeah. In terms of yeah. production, and like producers having say over, like we want these movies this way, this way, this way, and then you have it. The the thing is like before we get to where we eventually get uh, with these type of movies and things with like a lot of lore, things with a lot of background. They didn't have. They need to fucking hire a staff of fucking comic book enthusiast nerds that know everything about this fucking shit, uh, just so quick. that they can logic check everything. Yep. So. Real quick, I did want to give some more love to the chat. Uh, I do see that uh, Jurgen, our friend Jurgen, did pop in. So did Cora. So what's going on, Jurgen and Cora? Thank you for popping in. Um, so. The thing thing to just note, too, is that, and and I mentioned this kind of when we were getting ready for the stream, uh, Josh Whedon is the known director of this one, which those fun comic book uh, superhero movie fans also directed the original Justice League movie that was released. And Jesus Christ, there is a lot of comparisons to this and Justice League in so many ways, which we'll get to later down the road. But I do agree with what the sentiment of, like, I think that they were... Well, well, we'll talk more as we get through it, but I think that this is where the common thread of the story is probably the weakest part of this movie is another case in point, which we'll we'll get into more detail as we, as we go along. But in response... It's a WrestleMania of superhero movies. It's all about the moments, not the story. It's, it's WrestleMania yeah. backlash is what it is. Um, <laughs> and if that's why people like this movie... Uh, well, I didn't, didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> um, well. So in response... In response to this horrendous attack, Nick Fury decides to issue a state of emergency, telling his top agents, uh, of course, like I said, Phil Coulson, uh, Maria Hill, and Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, that they are completely out of options. Uh, Fury pulls Romanoff and Agent Coulson out of their respective assignments and send them to find the hero's need to oppose Loki. So, of course, we see that fun scene where Natasha Romanoff is um, being in, is, is interrogating or being interrogating. I can't tell which. Um cute little moment where she gets like you know she's like it seems like she's the damsel in distress but actually she's in complete control and then kicks the ass of everybody um while colson's like waiting on the line and and you can hear the scuffling and the muffling going on in the background what i mean there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of moments where the actors the actors have good moments in this movie this is one of them 
because it, it you need that kind of comedy slash you know smart ass moment where i'm kind of busy right now i've got them right where i want them even though she's handcuffed and everybody's oh. probably sitting there wondering how in the fuck does she have but here's the problem we we seen her in in iron man 2 yep and you know she could fight right yep yep my issue is why and i know it's coming i know we're gonna get to it why in the fuck didn't they make her movie? Why? Why isn't it? Why is this not part of Phase One? Why? Why is her? Because they didn't think she would be popular enough. Jesus, I think it also has to, to do point. with she's Even... featured heavily in the Avengers movies. So yes. is Hawkeye, and neither, and they're both the same type of side character. That I don't think Marvel had given credence enough to give money to a character that didn't have big money already attached to them or big name already attached to them from the Marvel universe that they're taking from. But sorry, what were we going to yeah. say, Heather? They we, up. We're now six movies into this universe and everything is still experimental stage. It's just like, at what yeah. point do you, are you not able to fall back on that excuse? You're this making is, this the is movie. the first time this has really happened. Well, when you're making well, the, to this extent, to this extent, when you're making the Avengers, you shouldn't be in an experimental stage. At I, all. I I think the well here here's a here's a couple of little notes just from what I remember about this and some of the research I did do. Uh, essentially, you guys are right that basically Black Widow and Hawkeye at this point in time anyway are still Shield agents. Even and realistically, I mean yes, Hawkeye is the best marksman in in Marvel. Period. Um, at least for now. Uh, so it's it's they're not like different. They're and what I mean by like they're not like they're super com right. They're not yeah. super compared to Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk. Your your other core group. They're still core members of the Avengers, but as far as in comparison to the other four, there's obviously a huge difference because they're just mortal people with like you know they're highly trained assassins as tony stark later describes them um i will say i think this movie this avengers movie then okay if they wanted to they should have done a hawkeye and a uh, black widow movie after this then they could have agreed done it in the past but that was the time because they were they're featured pretty fucking heavily in this movie they have as much screen time as some of the other main characters to be honest with you which is funny and because not more. <laughs> which is funny because Black Widow gets featured in one other movie after this, or two, and then Hawkeye gets only one, really, up before we get to the big two Avengers movies way down the road. Oh, I was just saying that Black Widow, it, Black Widow, in this movie, like I don't, I don't know, like okay, so first of all, Scarlett Johansson actually probably does the best. I'm gonna have enjoyed her the most in this movie of any movie uh, in the in the Marvel universe that she's in, just because so, her range in acting actually shows. The only other thing, I don't know what the fuck this is like. I question what she goes on about nowadays with her dislike for the early roles of Black Widow. Because in what way was she done wrong in this movie? The way she was depicted, I guess. <laughs> That's the character. That's not 
I'm just giving you. I'm just giving you an an, an arguing point. Yeah, even then, I'm not arguing with you. I don't know what her argument is. Stupid. Yeah, even then, she's like, she's, she obviously tried to like honeypot this fucking colonel or whatever the fuck he is, the Russian dude or whatever, um, and to just get information out of him. That doesn't when she like gives up the actual act, beats the shit out of himself. After that, like I don't get like there's no, she, it, they're not selling her on her sex appeal. After that, they really don't. Not she's really. No. On, she's sold on competency. Yeah, in mm-hmm. fact, I think she's probably one of the most competently written ones in the entire movie. To be honest <laughs> exactly. with you, exactly. Um, but uh, that being said, so you know, Coulson's going after Tony Stark, and we see that uh, Natasha Romanoff is responsible for bringing in the big guy. Now, this scene I, I I'm very interested in because. So basically, Romanoff um, goes and finds Bruce Banner, who has now been officially recasted as Mark Ruffalo. Um, so Banner's been living in exile in India, working for a hospital in Calcutta, helping sick people, and supposedly has found inner peace in doing so. So Romanoff basically tricks a small girl into leading Banner outside of the city and confronts him, basically saying, we're looking to find the Tesseract. So I know, right? Uh, we need help finding the Tesseract because it emits gamma radiation, which I am, I'm going to be completely honest and say that sounds like a complete bullshit line that they just threw in there as a reason and excuse to bring the Hulk into the Avengers. But, hey, ain't going to fucking complain about it at this point. Um, what I will say is I did – I actually kind of like this interaction between Romanoff and, and, and Bruce for two reasons. One, it's not the – it's not – it doesn't seem forced, which we'll get later on. But the other part was I, I kind of like the idea of her tiptoeing or like her acting like, you know, she's in control of the situation, being calm, cool, collected, and Bruce kind of acting like skittish and timid, but then doing the whole like stop lying to me and she instantly whips out the gun and then the whole building is fucking surrounded. And he's like, yeah, hmm, just just the two of us, huh? So it just it, it made me kind of appreciate that, like, even if it's a different actor, knowing that Bruce Banner at this point is definitely – Definitely a little bit, at the very least, a little bit different from where we left him with Edward Norton in the last film. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, I don't know. I, I, like, Mark Ruffalo, for some reason, like, he is a man of diminishing returns. <laughs> I just, he, I can't stand listening to him in the whole of time. He is poorly cast. He, he's one of those guys that I would say is poorly cast. He's I, a good actor. I think he's don't, good at. I don't know if he's poorly cast. I he's do. Just, I I didn't care for him. I've never seen Mark Ruffalo in something where he's not Mark Ruffalo. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's why I don't know if he's even a good actor. He's just Mark Ruffalo. I mean, I he's think... not bad. He's been in some good movies, but like yeah. uh, now you see me, he was pretty good in that. He was good in that. I liked him in but he's um, the exact same character in that. That's that what solo. I was about to get. That's what I was about to get at. Was <laughs> it's no disrespect to Mark Ruffalo. I, I think he's a, a good person. Uh, from what I've heard, I don't he's know. a very good person. About him. But I feel like you're right. It's kind of like he's kind of in sim- like <laughs> it's it's funny. I was about to say now you you said now you see me, which I did like him in that. And I'm like, yeah, Shutter Island. I'm like that's dangerously close to the now you see me character. <laughs> But varying levels of Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> He's never really not Mark Ruffalo. But I also um, I, I, there's something that just pissed me off with him in this movie. Every time I saw him, I liked him less because he and the other guy and the other guy with the big guy, the other guy. I was like, you know, I just fucking shoot yourself in your own dick. 
Well, he tried. He, he, fucking <laughs> he actually he tried to kill himself. He tried. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, I wish he succeeded. But I mean, I, I don't know. Part, part of me appreciated because obviously you're going to have to like bring in, you know, you're bringing in a different actor for this yeah. scene and, or a different, I, you know, for this franchise. Don't get me wrong. I didn't, I didn't hate him. I don't hate him as the Hulk. It gives a different take on the Hulk because the other two actors they had, yeah, they're supposed to be like nerdy yes, but this was a time where like nerdy yes is still like hunky in Hollywood, yeah. and Mark Ruffalo is pretty much nerdy yes. Yeah, I got you. Um, so, so Nick Fury basically, uh, we do see him chatting with the World Security Council, the superiors who run Shield, and how they're kind of going back and forth about the Avengers Initiative and whether or not this is a good idea. Blah blah blah. Basically, Nick Fury saying. Screw you! I'm still gonna go with it, and the council's like, "No, you won't." But we'll we'll reluctantly agree to let you do this. Just set up fodder for later on the down the road. Which, funny enough, we never really well. We'll get there. Um. Meanwhile, Steve Rogers, Captain America, is actually really easy to find. Shield has been keeping tabs on him, and since he was found in the ice and still alive, um, it's pretty much the scene that we saw at the end credits from Captain America, where Nick Fury approaches him with a mission. Say they found the Tesseract and um, that there'll be a briefing packet about what's going on back in his apartment. I don't know about you guys, but what I found very interesting was that out of all the all the superheroes, right, out of everybody in the Avengers group, Captain America's is the only one that we got the flashbacks for from like the first from his movie, which I don't know if that was done on purpose because he was like doing it while hitting the punching bag or whatever. It just know, that felt a little weird to me. Filler. Maybe. It's more like uh, I don't think they had an interesting at this point. Captain America is still like developing as a character in that world. It's like, yeah, they built him up from his first movie, but from that to where he is now, he's supposed to be a man out of time that's lost to the present. But the introduction of him just punching fucking punching bags and where did he get the money to buy all these fucking punching bags? I love how he had like a line of them already ready to go. Like he knew he was going to fuck them up. Arguably this man has 35 cents in his bank account. Let's be real. <laughs> well, no, compounding interest over 50 years or 70 years. Uh, oh right, God, doing, no, more, more fucking math. Don't get, get me started. <laughs> but anyway, um, we then cut to Tony Stark, who apparently his new Iron Man armor has underwater capabilities. That's a thing. As he is installing a new electrical connection that will take his office completely off the electrical grid, allowing him to have energy that is self-sustaining, which becomes the Stark Tower. Uh, of course, goes back in there, is greeted by none other than Pepper Potts, um, who they're trying to have a date night with. And of course, it doesn't really take too much uh, long for our good old friend, uh, cock-blocking Phil Coulson, to come in and basically Lock brief Coulson. him. Yeah, Cocklock Colson uh, comes in and basically debriefs him on the entire situation. Uh, Pepper Potts gets the hell out of Dodge as Tony briefs himself on basically the Avengers and the Tesseract itself um, because apparently has a lot of homework to do. Meanwhile, over on the uh, meanwhile over with the Shield, we see that Colson has uh, compiled both Steve Rogers uh, and Bruce Banner together. I I kind of. I'm not gonna lie. There's there's something funny about like Coulson being like the super number one fanboy of Captain America throughout this whole thing. Uh, at least in this part of the movie, where he's like talking about like how much he he, he you know it's an honor to meet him, and I, I helped I I helped upgrade the suit. I put a little of my own, my own my own design in, so I blame fucking Phil Coulson for the Captain America suit link link shit. I'm sorry, I fucking hate that fucking suit in this movie. But we see them all gather together on the the helicarrier, which is a <laughs> which is an aircraft carrier that can fucking fly. And I, I personally love how... It's one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever seen. 
Like, who, who decided to make this shit? First put it in the water and have this gigantic ass process for it to get its fucking, uh, whatever the fuck they are, out of the I, water to go up in the air. The I big put, ass fuck. It looks like a drone that weighs 1 trillion pounds. A basement. Yeah. Science. Well, that's true. You're right. Science. <laughs> um, personally, I also like the little nod where, like, when Captain America and Nick Fury are talking when he's recruiting him, he's like, there's not much that surprises him anymore. And he says, 10 bucks says you're wrong. And then as soon as the helicarrier runs up, it's the first thing he does when he sees him is he hands him a $10 bill because Captain America is a Boy Scout and he's a man of his word. <laughs> this right. cute little nod like yeah. that I appreciated. He just pulled um, a pen out of his fucking jock strap. Whatever. Yeah, just ten, just yeah, apparently he has money. So there's your 35 cents. Hey, I don't know where he's getting this fucking money from. <laughs> the man at a time. Where's all this money coming from? Um, I, I want to say Alpha in the chat. What when are we going to see Hulk tap Black Widow's ass? Oh, That's I'm <laughs> probably going to go out on a limb and say that S.H.I.E.L.D. is employing him so they pay him. Or he's if getting lost. He's getting... He's he's getting... <laughs> Sorry, God. Punch bags in the fucking gymnasium. I think on the side, he owns that gym through S.H.I.E.L.D.'s account. Oh, I was going to say he was getting settlements from ripped bags. I think he's been sucking dick on the corner. <laughs> VA benefits. He's a veteran. Ah, $50 if you want a hand job. $100 that you fuck me. But... <laughs> Aren't you going to get Hulk any of that? Baby. Don't worry. I've got protection. <laughs> the shield. Um, Avengers, assemble. <laughs> They're all just sucking dicks on the corner. He never says that. But... <laughs> so... <laughs> So, <laughs> God damn it! I can't handle this one alone. It's Hulk. So they're all they're all no. talking about a way to find to find the Tesseract, find and, and and trace the damn thing. But they were able to find Loki and Doctor Selvig and traces him to Stuttgart, Germany. So of course they send Steve Rogers his first assignment uh, to arrest Loki and bring him on board the helicarrier. Loki is at a, a formal black tie gala at an art museum where he's kidnapping a doctor who harbors the element they need to make the Tesseract work. Uh, basically, they oh this is the other part of it too. I kind of glossed over. They cut to a scene where basically Loki has gone from kidnapping about three to five people to now harboring an entire goddamn fucking staff room of Apple people in one room. Now, they surmise that Loki is trying to do something with the Tesseract. Again, we still don't know all the details, but he needs to get a hold of uh, this element, I think Iridium or Illidium or whatever the fuck it's called. Iridium. Uh, thank, thank you. Iridium. Iridium. See, my notes are fucking flawless. Um, but Science, bitch. Science, motherfucker. Um <laughs> But it like, is an element, iridium. He, yes. he. How did? Where did he get all these people? The Hawkeye is just like, oh, Shield has many enemies. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> oh no! It's fucking crazy. Like what, what I don't get is like, like okay, I don't get like the character of Loki. He's like conniving, skeeving in the shadows. So he goes and kidnaps this guy by putting him on a table in the middle of everybody. There's one, there's, which is one way I looked at it is like it's not really like in line with his character, but at the same time I don't think he he thinks of people like insects, so he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I don't so. think he. They really like. He sees. He didn't as kidnap Asgard. the guy. He just fucking body slammed him on that table and shoved that face. thing in his eye. Yeah. He didn't kidnap him. He just threw him on the table and fucking shoved that thing in his eye. No, I low key don't give a fuck. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way I kind of I, I see where you're, where you're both coming from. That, that's the way I interpret it was like, oh, um, 
he just doesn't give a rat's ass. I mean, obviously later on we have, we know he has. You got to remember, he is an egotistical god. So everybody is beneath. Every god egotistical. I mean, Thor like, is egotistical. No, all, all, the, all those like fucking Norse and Greek gods. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck Screw you that. as a goat girl. You're gonna love me for life. Yep. Um. <laughs> so. That's 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 wrong. So that 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 is but that kind of goes into the literally the next scene where outside he's like instructing a bunch of civilians that are fleeting uh, and he surrounds them asking them to kneel. I actually really like the scene where like he's he's telling them like they all you know they're they're destined to be ruled and an old man stands up and defies him. Loki goes to shoot him and of course in comes boy everyone's favorite boy scout Captain America blocking the shield. Now, it took me a minute to realize this, but he recognized Captain America. What? what like, what? You got and the dossier, it, man. You got the I dossier. was about to say, and then I remember that later on he had Clint with him, so he probably, you know, let him know about what the fuck was going on with that. But, um... It's we just see a well of fucking information, isn't we, it? We, yeah, yeah, right? We see Captain America Loki fight, which honestly, that fight sucked. I'm not going to lie. That that fight with Loki and Cap. ass kicked as well um, he should have. And then just as Rogers is is battling Loki one-on-one, in comes Iron Man to, to, with PA, with, with uh, shoot to kill blasting on full as he uh, basically just fucking, he hammers down on Loki and just fucking kicks his ass. And they, they, do they capture Captain him. America dirty in this movie. Like yeah, they do. more often than they do him right, they do him dirty. First of all, they dress him up like a fucking clown. Now I do believe like they kind of if you look at the costumes for everybody, they're like the old school costumes for the most part. Except for Thor's helmet. Yeah, well, they gotta get rid of that shit. Or it never existed. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the first movie. It wasn't, man. Not in my version. Canada version. <laughs> Could they censored out the fucking helmet only? Yeah, it's racist here. <laughs> the, the, yeah, they, they make him look like a piece of shit, first of all. I, I he mean, comes in dressed like a bitch and then gets his ass beat by Loki. Loki's not even like known to be a one-on-one fighter at all. I just I he hate... is a god and he is stronger than Captain America is. Everybody's but... stronger than Captain America. Oh, At some point in time in this movie, Captain, Captain America, America is still a human. At some point in time in this movie, Captain America gets held down by one guy with a gun shooting wildly at him for I think... like a good thirty minutes. I, I just the, the one particular part I hated the most was when he's got it with a staff on his head and he just swats it away and he's like not today and then does like this weird fucking spin like fucking Superman punch I'm like you could have just take like what the fuck was that America just, uh, like turned into like some sort sort of like cap cap what is it capoeira capoeira that that fucking he became some sort of like jujitsu god. <laughs> I don't know, like his fighting child, his fighting child. Oh my god, his fighting style changes drastically from this so, movie onwards. I just, I just did, I did not like this. I, I just, I mean, granted, it's, it's just the very first conflict, you know, in the, in the movie. But, um, but I mean, Heather JP. I mean, I hate, I just, I hate this whole thing because I hate the way Cap's dressed. I hate this fight. Thank God, Iron Man broke it up. Everything in this fight scene just looked completely uncoordinated. Like everybody was just off that day. It's kind of ironic. The one guy that was injected with a fucking serum 
can't beat up a guy <laughs> and a guy that fucking wears a suit all of a sudden becomes super powerful. It's Daddy Stark up, to the rescue again. It's just like they made Iron Man look like this unstoppable uh, force. They he's, are gobbling he, his nuts he, this whole time. He in this movie. is about as I mean, yeah, he could probably work out. He's probably stronger than me. But come on, man. Come on. I think Robert Downey Jr. is like three and a half feet tall. So <laughs> he might be your nemesis. Yeah, I'd pump that motherfucker in the next week. Um, so at this point, now Iron Man's in the fray. And we have almost the entire set, except we're missing someone very crucial. So Loki, of course, quickly surrenders as soon as the two of them are like basically on top of him. And while being flown to the high-tech prison on board the helicarrier, the plane encounters a lightning storm. Rogers asks if Loki's afraid of lightning, but Loki tells him it's not the lightning that he's afraid of, it's what follows. And of course, it's Thor. Um, which I kind of laughed follows. at because... I have no idea. No, lightning follows thunder? No, what? I can't remember the way it goes. Light, thunder oh, follows lightning. Oh, thunder follows lightning. So yeah. he's scared of thunder. Right. Which is Thor. Anyway, Thor gets Thor's on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> gonna mute you in a second what he's alluding uh, to is usually the lightning strikes and then Thor appears uh, right oh. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, whatever. so Thor shows up um, and attempts to capture Loki so Loki can face Asgardian justice for his crimes now this I actually kind of enjoyed Not what one part I found it funny that Thor probably wouldn't have been able to find his way into the ship if fucking Tony hadn't opened up the back of the ship that's a whole other conversation um but then we see that there's a conversation between Thor and Loki that I actually really enjoyed in this one, where it kind of expands a little bit on what happened after the events of Thor, where, like, you know, I thought you were dead. Uh, Loki's like, you you do realize, like, you know, who I am and what my purpose, like, this is why I'm doing this, and kind of not too, too much, but I feel like it just dabbled enough in the, in the dynamic of Thor and Loki that obviously we're going to see continue much throughout in the MCU. But I'll be honest, I actually kind of enjoyed this part uh, with Thor and Loki kind of going back and forth because I felt like at the end of the Thor movie, as, as much as we all enjoyed it, I felt like there could have been more conversations with them like like what we saw in the Avengers movie. I don't know if they saved that on purpose, but was that just me or I don't know if you guys felt the same way. I agree. I agree. They needed more the more of the you know the bickering sibling conversations going on between the two of them in the yeah. first one. Well, especially since they set up like now this this movie is kind of set up to be those two at the the heart of it, right? Because you got the main antagonist being part of that Thor universe, so it was good to see this. I kind of wish. We not 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 this exact scene, but a bit more between these two. We don't see as much as I'd like to in this movie because you know, the way you're gonna if you're gonna use him as the main villain, you gotta fucking work that side of the, that that part of the universe or whatever, right? But they uh, they don't really go beyond too much. But this is a good scene. I do like the the back and forth, and I also found this is another scene that I don't know how they treat this in the future, but. I know enough of how they treat it to know why Captain America goes to jump out and he's like, there's only one God, man. Oh, yeah. And, and pretty, yeah. that, that's, that was a pretty good line for him. But he, he grabs like a parachute to get out of there. I think at some point in time, this guy gets like hit by fucking everything in the universe that would destroy him. So why does he need a parachute? Save you first. 
God. <laughs> Remember, kids, always use a parachute when you're jumping. Remember, the plane. he gets his ass beat and says, I can do this all day. Yeah, there's what, inconsistencies. What's, what's, like, a, it's, face it's, what's a face plant at 17,000 feet? I mean, it, it, it always, okay. This is why, like, I get confused. The, the power scaling in that universe makes no sense at all oh my fuck, because yeah, they mm. just go all over the place with it. But um, with him Dragon specifically, Ball. yeah, with him specifically in this movie, they fucking turn him into bitch tits McGee. <laughs> which, which gladly they, I'm glad they rectify in later things. But yeah, I, I think. Now, now you say that a lot. I'm like, yeah, they did make him look like a bitch, basically, in this most of this entire movie. But, but um, I'm not as good as everybody else. But all right. But so uh, Loki and and Thor have their moment. I do love the uh, listen here, brother, and then pff, Thor gets taken off, and Loki's just I'm listening because that fits with his the, his character. We see Thor and Iron Man exchange blows for a little bit when broken up by Captain America by throwing the shield at both of them because that's how America would do it. Thor does, you want me to bring the hammer down, hits Captain America's vibranium shield and fucking obliterates an entire fucking forest. Um, I mean, I thought it was a cool scene to see them all interact that way. Do you think about uh, Thor shooting Iron Man with lightning and instead of like short-circuiting the suit, it just overpowers him? That means that Tony Stark is on a level of fucking like genius that, you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, like what the it's electrocuted too, by the way. Right, I know, and it just it, it just gives him way more battery power than is physically possible. In a suit made of metal, how do you get over a hundred? In a suit <laughs> that's made of metal, dude. In a suit that's made of metal. Yep. <laughs> yeah, in a body that is human. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 this this is one of those moments that we'll get back to a lot with Marvel Universe where it, it it's for the kids, man. <laughs> like, you know, oh, uh-huh. it's yeah. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, I, your dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I mean, Heather, did you did you enjoy the fight scene, or was it more like just kind of like an eye roll? This fight scene was a little better coordinated than Loki and Captain America. Now, was this the fight? Didn't all three of them get into the fight? That's, yeah. yeah, that's that. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that was okay, but I mean, come on, it was a tease, obviously. Okay. And and that's and that's the the one thing that I I you know real quick the the, the thing that I I actually <laughs> we're probably all gonna say the same thing about the story being one of the weakest things of this entire movie. But I will say the one thing that I actually appreciated was the fact that it's not like they just instantly came together and like we're a team. They actually fought and bickered a little bit back and forth. Yeah. So at the very least, I appreciate that. And I think this scene was a great example of that where like, yeah, Thor doesn't know Captain America and fucking Iron Man from a hole in the wall. And he has no right to trust them. Um, And they're getting away fucking him with getting away with Loki. So. Fuck them both. I'm going to shock you, bitches. Um, we'll also say for this scene, this fight scene, it does get a little bit wonky later on, but like... Later on? No, no, in terms of like <laughs> effects that they use. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one looks probably the best of the bunch. This, this, Well, it's one of the better ones. Um, and I also think it helps that it's shot at dark for cgi because you, you put it's that true. in bright lights and it's never going to look as good but it, um it, it yeah and it's it, it's easy to follow um the the uh one thing i want to ask too because like and i don't know if anybody knows this 
um, on this call. Like, how much Might. of this movie did they do practically? Like, how much Not visual? Much. Uh, how much visual effects? Not like it seems. No, like a lot of set. It's a lot of the set design and stuff like that looks practical to me. Yes. And a lot of like, I mean, well, even if it, I mean, I know it's CGI, but like when they're fighting and they, they, you see like a tree, the tree slowly fall. I think it's behind Thor or something. That looks really good for for uh, CGI effects, and it's the darkness helps it. But like, holy shit, did that look real to me? I can't remember. Like, I think it's like the tree falls behind him. I think it's Thor. Or, or I don't know. I know I, that the, it's the part of this. I know like that obviously the final big tree. I know like, that the final battle was very was very all. staged. It, yeah, and you, you can tell in that obviously, one. yeah. But uh, yeah, this one, this one, they did a really good job. And this is why, like, I like when they, I like when they infuse as much practical as they feasibly can. I know it's a superhero movie, but it gives it that sense of like all all those scenes with all the like electronics and shit like that when they're like experimenting on things. Right. That all is like not. It, it looks. It's really. It's practically made at least. Mm -hmm. uh, Real Cody uh, joining us in the chat too What's going on Cody He also said the same thing If I enjoyed the fight scenes And just watching them try to figure out How to work as a team And learn how to work together Which yeah I mean pretty much The the same sentiments in terms of like You know they didn't I just do, come I do feel like they kind of jump to conclusions Oh the, I mean <laughs> like for they, sure they, there's, there's a level of forced in this movie That I can't yeah. make yeah. a good movie To me no, but I mean, you do want to see, like, if they're going to have to, like, you this is the first see, time they're assembling, the they're going to have to have growing I, pains I, as a I team. I get that, but that, that doesn't make a movie good. No, but it, they, uh, and yeah. I, I would, I would say, depends, depending on how you deploy it in a movie, because, like, I've watched several sports movies where it's like the team needs to learn to work together. And then, so if you deploy it subtly and not like, all of a sudden, I'm this way. All of a sudden, I'm that way. And all of a sudden, we're together. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, so at this point, all three of them like, cool, we're done. We're over that shit now. We got it out of our system. It's like two bros that fight, and then they shake hands and hug afterwards. So they take Loki to the helicarrier, and they place him inside a glass cell that was actually designed to hold our good friend, the Incredible Hulk. Fury explains that if Loki attempts to escape, even by merely cracking the glass, they will open up the the, the surface below him, and he'll plummet to Earth. I think it was what, like 30,000 or 70,000 feet, some sort of crazy shit like that. Um, so while they have Loki in prison... They bring all the Avengers together and they're trying to be briefed by Fury about what they think is going to happen next because even though they have Loki, they have no idea where the fuck the Tesseract is or what the plans are with the Tesseract. That's when, of course, uh, in walks in Tony Stark, who basically is on the same level with Bruce, is trying to figure out uh, exactly what's going on. He theorizes that basically Loki wants to control the Tesseract to open up a portal and control the size and the location of said portal, much like how he walked through in the in the beginning of the movie, sort of-ish. Um... <laughs> so, of course, while uh, conducting experiments on Loki, Scepter, Stark, you see, trying to get a rise out of Bruce Banner so we can witness Banner's uh, famous party trick, turning into the Credible Hulk. And you see Banner flinches in them to, uh, and then begins telling about how he's unable to fully harness his abilities and he suffered depression after the accident, etc. and so forth. Um, so I actually really like the the Banner banter, that word phrase, between like Tony and 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 Bruce. Where you see Tony kind of like, hey, that, that shit should have killed you. 
QJP. Um, but this, you know, this is to be looked at as a gift. And it, and I, I feel like this was a good scene because it kind of changes, the, at least for me anyway, it changes a little bit of the way I see the Bruce Banner Hulk character. And obviously in, in what we get at the very end of the movie, uh, it kind of coincides, I think, a little bit with that. So I, I kind of like the, the, dy- the, the, the dynamic between Tony and Bruce, uh, at least at this part of the movie. I like the dynamic too between the two at this part in the movie. I'll say. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> well, well, I was say, I was I was saying how at this point Tony's now on the ship and he, they're trying to like theorize what what's going to happen with, um, with the Tesseract and stuff. And I was just saying like the the banter between Bruce Banner and Tony when they're like kind of going back and forth about like, you know, they're both science nerds and how, Oh, you know, that, that gamma radiation should have killed you. I, I felt like it was starting to pull a little bit out of the Bruce Banner character a little bit more. Um, so I, I, I kind of appreciated the, the banter between the two of them a little bit. So I was right. It should have killed him. <laughs> they should all be dead at this so, point. I mean, yeah, every seriously. Single are, every single one of them should be dead. So, every, yeah. so, so the whole thing is, now that raises even more questions with me, mm-hmm. how did he survive the gamma rays? Well, guess what? You're never going to get an answer. Science. <laughs> Which is another fucking <laughs> stupid reason. Another good reason I, why this I, movie I honestly feel like movies suck dick. I feel like the answer Don't I would give. Mean shit. The answer I would give, is, and I told you guys this before, is that he's one of the first mutants, and his mutant power was just how he reacts to gamma rays. But if he was a mutant, and that's it. Like, well, mutant powers, like in the X Men universe, they can get really stupid. I can oh make. Oh my god! I can make sparklers can. out of my hands, like stupid. There's some stupid shit. Here's why I call bullshit on that. You can't honestly sit here and tell me he's never gotten angry as a kid, and didn't transform into a big green fucking monster. No, it's the effect gamma rays have on him that made that happen. And I could believe that on a normal person, gamma rays would kill them. On right. him, gamma rays do this. So he has like an extra form of vulnerability to gamma radiation, but it's still explaining it. It would have been him. great to know that. You know what I mean? It, but, I mean but this is just this is just this is what I would say. This they never go on to say. So it's just it's this is what happens to him. They, they don't explain it because people like me will say the motherfucker should have died. Yeah. No, I agree. Marvel. I mean, I agree, Welcome but this is, why, this, this is why I say, like, these movies, they're, they're, not, they're made shit. for kids, man. Like, they not shit in any of these fucking movies to give you a reason to get behind any of these characters that they're just because they're the good guys. And I've got to suspend disbelief to fucking get behind the Incredible Hulk, who should have fucking shriveled up and disappeared with gamma ray infection, <laughs> it's, it's I mean, come the, on, man. The, you know, you know why? It's because they didn't. They used gamma rays instead of vita rays. That's the that's the reason. Oh, <laughs> yes, you're right. It's just so frustrating that I'm sitting here trying to figure out why these people are able to fucking survive these catastrophic events when no human. 
I'll tell you without right any now, explanation can do this. I'll tell you right now. I I, oh. I get I get where you're coming at. If you go down the rabbit hole of why the Hulk became the Hulk, it gets even fucking cr- in the comics. It gets even fucking crazier. I well, I I will tell you off air. Explain it in the movie. It doesn't. I don't need you to go down this fucking rabbit hole that takes a right, a left, a fucking up, and then a down. Just tell me why. It's it's a simple that explanation that Basement gave. Okay. Right. This is why I kind of like uh, I like the X Men a lot more because it's a simple explanation for why each of these characters they're mutants and they have certain God given gifts. It's a bl- wanted... it's a blanket easy fucking answer, but it's and at least something. They basically tell it to you at the very <laughs> beginning of the very first movie. So, well, here here's another thing. I think all of these fuckers except for Thor and fucking Black Widow were mutants. How in well, the fuck is Captain to America going to survive going from a 5'2 shriveled up piece of shit to a 6'4 240-pound <laughs> guy? Yeah, they're just, okay, I, I will say 100%, they do a poor job of explaining the transformation for him, the transformation for Hulk. The, the like, I, they don't really use the movies as like source material for explaining how somebody became a certain way without just like jumping to a conclusion and being like doesn't everybody want to just see these really cool action scenes sell more merchandise so so (laughs) go ahead no no the only the only thing i'm going to say is and and this is going to get more into more behind the scenes obviously and we'll get more into this as we get further down because oh it's going to get worse when we get to fucking quicksilver and wanda but quicksilver oh yeah yep we'll get there really fast so so Oh, with with the with the mutants thing, and just just from the production and the MCU standpoint, the reason they could not use mutants at all up until a certain point is because, like we talked about before, the properties for the X Men universe and a couple of other characters like Deadpool belong to Fox. You can't use the word fucking mutant in a fucking Marvel movie. Nope. Or else they're gonna gonna be like, oh my god, you just. No. You just reference the X Men. It's fired. not true. That's, that's not true. That, that's legitimately that's, what the deal was when we get to the second. You know, and you know they should have never made any of these fucking movies until they were able to fucking get the shit. But you know what? That's, that's not. Wrong. That's not. An, that's not part of the canon for these movies anyway. That they're all mutants. Right. Well, you really, really, really me, But no, if you're but, if you're basing just, off basing, I just made your, that up. I understand that. <laughs> I understand that, but I can believe that. But if you want yeah. me to believe that that's what that is, you better it, fucking explain it. It makes even and more sense at the point don't okay. the character. It makes even more sense that they're going to include the X-Men later on in the Marvel Universe. So they probably they, they might retcon some things just to make them make a bit more sense, but they might not even ever touch on it again. It's the past, leave it in the past. The only the only little thing and I, and I, and I want to get Heather's thoughts on the on the banner tony stark banter and then i want to keep going but the only thing i will say about this is the only theory i can have about hulk based off of just the mcu movies is this in the marvel cinematic universe they confirm that the hulk became the hulk because of a combination of gamma rays combined with leftover material from the super soldier serum so the only thing and this is a stretch they don't actually confirm this and put the dots together. So my only understanding is 
The reason Bruce Banner is alive is because he had a mutated form of the super soldier serum basically in him that would protect him from getting killed from gamma rays. And instead of killing him, it transforms him into an alter ego such as the Hulk, which would also describe his incredible super strength and durability. They do allude to it in this movie, too. Yeah, they alluded in the Hulk, but they also mention it when in, in, uh, in this movie. Yeah, yes, he says that, so that he is, tried to do what you did or whatever. And so that like, is oh, the only well thing I can I understand. But explain, give me a reason. If the super soldiers, I mean, fucking Captain America survived it, and he was just a five-two scrawny piece of shit. Right. I can buy that. Right. I can buy that. Explain yeah. it. I didn't hear any explanation yeah, of that. I, I would love for them to expand on this. That that serum in general because it seems oh, to shit. be just a it, hmm. it's basically a plot convenience for whatever they want to happen we'll, we'll, we'll get ahead, there I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry i i just that's this is that's why i have a problem with these movies yep not that i want to shit on them <laughs> But I can't help myself. Well, no, it's, it's not that I want to hate them. I don't want to hate them, but give me a reason. Give me one reason to hate it, and I'm going to tell you why I don't fucking like the movie. He's going to have a journal which is like, fuck Marvel, fuck Marvel, written a thousand <laughs> times, like MacGruber. <laughs> so, Heather, I mean, maybe I read too much into this as far as, like, I I, li- I, li- I enjoyed the dialogue between between Tony and Bruce. What what about you? Any Anything that you took away from it? It definitely showed the more human side of Bruce and Tony. Tony, yeah, yeah. Like he was de- he was not the egotistical motherfucker that he usually is. He was actually, you know, trying to figure out Bruce <laughs> in a sense. Yeah, because he, he, like the other people that have tried to use this experimentation. From the past Hulk movie, he wants to understand it just as much as Bruce does. And that, and that's kind of what I appreciated about it is that like, in, I don't think we shat, I don't think we shat on the Incredible Hulk movie itself, but obviously there was just like a lot of these movies, there there are like some things that just like you wish they was a little bit more of, and and I think that that was their attempt in this scene to kind of like. Or or push maybe Bruce's direction or character in a different direction, which I I just I just thought it was nice that they actually tried to do that here. It's also the core of who these two characters actually are. They're both very similar, more similar than anybody than like they would be to anybody else in the Avengers, because they're both people that have pushed science to a certain level. Mm-hmm. No, true. Right, and became different entities because of it. Because even like when Iron Man wears a suit, he's different than Tony Stark to an extent. Not the, Tony Stark is still always the confident, pompous asshole, but like oh, it yeah. just he's accentuated with the suit, right? Because he's protected. Yeah. Where right. the difference between him and Banner is Banner is the n- mouse. not not the egotistical. He he's there. Yeah, he's, he's the he, it's opposite. like Arcane. It's like Arcane between. Look at himself. The two guys, man. Uh, fucking, yeah. uh, what's his face? I can't remember his name. The cripple is Banner. <laughs> Shout out to Frank. The harsh truth in the chat with us. Uh, thank you. Uh, what's up going on, Frank? Um, but no, you're you're not wrong about that. So this is this is where things get a little dicey and things get a little. Uh, I don't want to say interesting because it's already been 
It's been a movie. So uh, I, actually, I actually liked this movie up on, uh, for the most part up until a certain point. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, so at this point, they're still trying to figure out what's going on with the Tesseract. What's the what's the plan? What's the motive? At this point, Black Widow interrogates um, Loki, which is actually one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie. Um, oh, that's a good scene. It, just because Tom Hiddleston fucking knocks it out of the park in this film. So uh, she they have this back and forth about where's where's Clint Barton. She's trying to find out where he is and trying to figure out what's going on. And, of course, Loki does the idle threat of I'm going to have him kill you and then wake him up and basically, like, see what he did and then split his skull open, ultimately revealing that his plan was to unleash the Hulk the entire time or at least while he's being kidnapped here. So at this point, everyone rushes right over, and this is where a lot of shit hits the fan. So throughout the entire, up until this point, there's been some back and forth. Tony's been trying to hack into S.H.I.E.L.D.'s computers because he doesn't trust them, and of course, spreading that kind of mindset to both Bruce as well as Captain America, who also kind of hinted at, like, yeah, listen, they're spies. Their secrets have secrets. This, you know, why, you know, Tony's the, the lead clean energy right now, and they're trying to use the Tesseract for clean energy. Why didn't they bring him on board? There's a lot of fishy things about this whole about this whole thing to which Captain America discovers that they were actually uncovering old Hydra technology to weaponize the Tesseract again. And which, of course, Nick Fury denies. And Tony goes, oh, wait a minute. And here's your blueprints for the weapons right here and there. Nick Fury basically goes on to say, well, yeah, we were looking to weaponize the Tesseract because of this motherfucker pointing to Thor saying you literally came onto our planet and we were hilariously underprepared for anything that you could because you sent the destroyer and basically fucked up an entire town and we had like no response to it whatsoever. We see them all start to bicker and go back and forth to the point where and it it finally culminates with Dr. Banner basically saying, you know, hey, listen, I, I what are you going to what are you going to do to me? What, what are you going to do? You're gonna, you you rented out my room. He's like, "Well, you know, you're not going to you're not basically alluding to the idea that they're going to kill him." He's like, what, you're going to try and shoot me? You can't. I, I, I've i tried. And, ex- and explaining that he got low and tried to put a bull in his mouth and the other guy spit it out. So that took a dark turn. Uh, which, as we mentioned before, is actually an end credit scene that they cut from the uh, from the Incredible Hulk movie where he was trying to use the gun and, and it ultimately did not work. But Loki's plan still comes to fruition as Clinton uh, apparently still a various amount of ex-Shield so agents or current agents. It's just fucking crazy. <laughs> B- blows up a section of uh, blows up one of the engines, crashes the floor underneath the research lab. Mark Ruffalo in his ruffaliciousness transforms into the Hulk. Why Captain America, uh, Captain America, and Iron Man try to fix the 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 shield or excuse me, the fix the engine, while the rest of the Shield agents try to hold off everything and just everything goes to fucking shit. This is the shit hits the well, yeah. This is probably the shit hits the fan moment. So, um, barreling through this, we see that Loki escapes. Oh, you can't barrel through it. Hold on, hold on. I, I need to. No. I need to talk about some of this. Fine. fine. Not. Okay. Uh, the, the one thing that I liked is this is the one scene I like where they highlight um, Captain America's Captain America being naive. Because they don't downplay his fighting prowess. It's not about that. It's the fact that he is Soldier Boy from a bygone era and just believes that they're telling me to do this, I'll do this. And then he finally comes to terms with that, which is uh, the way he should have been used in this movie, not made to look like a clown on the battlefield. And number two, they built a fucking helicarrier that takes off out of the ocean (laughs) that's gigantic and goes invisible and yep. it's literally taken down by a guy with a bow and arrow. Yes. 
<laughs> and then everybody wonders why I don't like fucking movies. So, so I, I will also say this, and then I'll get Heather's and JP's thoughts on this. The, the fight, the arguing scene is, is very interesting because a lot of them bring up either a lot of points or, as like Heather said, a lot of foreshadowing. Um, specifically, Tony and Steve. I think that they're obviously very polar opposites. I like that they there was a lot of emphasis not just on that little di- on that dynamic, but you kind of got like there was arguments and cases to be made for a lot of the different characters. Yeah, Bruce is like you guys dragged me into the back of this freak show and put everybody in danger. It's your fault, which is true. And then Nick's like, yeah, we are weaponizing the Tesseract because the fucking Thor just came in and just ruined your shit. And he's like. Well, you you guys are declaring war. It's like, you brought the destroyer to us. Did we come to your world and fuck your shit up? No. And then we see Tony and, and, and Steve just basically bickering back and forth. And it, and it's, again, foreshadowing. Tony would not be... Fight. Put on a suit, we'll fight. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah my favorite part of that whole thing is Tony Stark sitting there saying, going off about you know, weaponizing things being wrong and then Nick Fury turning around and raising that eyebrow and how did your family make money for 70 years? <laughs> that, that, they, they all made very valid points about this, which I, I, I really appreciated. I didn't appreciated. like when Steve Rogers all of a sudden became like the guy saying, put on the suit, we'll find out, put on the suit, we'll find out. It didn't really fit his character to do that and well, be the I, antagonizing person. I figured it was the exact opposite, actually, because think of the era he grew up in. Yeah, but think of what he was like when he grew that. up. He was no, yeah. It was it was like I don't like bullies, but I don't think that really applies here. I think he was more like I think he was trying to shut Tony up because he saw him as a bully. Yeah, running running to fighting him constantly for an opinion. I don't know. I I, I can I can see your argument. I, I I saw it as like oh wise guy, huh? Well, put up your dukes. That that's kind of the. I, I guess, I like, I don't know. I, I, because his main Popeye. movie focused so much on him being, like, a defender and a protector, that seeing him being the one trying to add, to start a fight, I guess, start an actual fight, is kind of weird. I don't know. Uh, Heather, JP, your thoughts on the bickering scene right before the helicarrier got taken out by an arrow? It wasn't just any arrow. It was a bomb. Space Jam arrow. Central engines. <laughs> but it took out that yeah. big. I mean, man. they they how much money did they put into making it go invisible? They couldn't have like some sort of like system that said incoming arrow. Right. <laughs> like, come on, man. Incoming vehicle carrying a bunch of people well, with said arrow. Well, they, they didn't. Ca- they, some sort of shield. Well, you, um, why wouldn't they have like Gatling guns or turrets up, man? Is the wind anything? It's it, logic gaps again. I mean, they should have just had a guy with a bow and arrow standing out there. <laughs> no, they did have a guy with a bow and arrow, but he was fighting for the other side at the moment. Oh, can, can <laughs> I, they, I, they, I, no, they need their own arrow defense. To, to, to backtrack for a second, I, I just need to make a note that I kind of laughed when the scene when Loki's trying to get the guy's eye right, and you see Clint taking out the guys with the arrow. I kind of went like. <laughs> And you just see fucking bodies fall, <laughs> fucking cracked okay. up laughing at that. This is the weird, but they kill a lot of people 80. at this part in the movie. And, well, at this point, and then more. all of a sudden, nobody dies. Oh. Well, nobody vis- visibly dies. 
Yes. I mean, it could be insinuated that everybody dies, but <laughs> I don't see it. But anyway, um, but the bickering scene between all of them. What did you got? What did what did Heather and JP think? That that was one of the more realistic parts of the movie. You get all of these people together that have never really worked together before, and of course, every single one of them has an ego of some sort. Well, they're all leaders, right? Technically, exactly. Except for fucking Bruce Banner. And at least in this iteration of him, where he's the loner type, don't fucking bother me, let me go do my fucking work and leave me the fuck alone, and the Greek guy won't come out and fuck you up. He's a foreskin <laughs> and fucking slacks. Yeah. <laughs> but that scene made sense to happen. Because that's the moment where they were all testing each other and where they all stood in the situation. So yeah. that, that, it, when you're bringing a new team together, that is something that is part of good storytelling to have happen. Because in a sense, they were all together on the same thought process of you don't need the Tesseract to weaponize it. You should be using it for something other than weapons or giving it back to Thor so it can get the fuck off our planet. They all had a good point. Yeah. Thor, that, that... Thor is the protector of Earth, though. See, that's... Well, the, the thing... The, the, the Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. He is a protector of Earth. But he... The, the thing Traitor. that... <laughs> not really doing a good job. Well, he does a terrible job of protecting his homeland, so... Spoilers. Yeah. For later. God damn it. <laughs> well, I think they did a good job of explaining why. But anyway, go he ahead. What's some Earth snatch? Yeah, he does. Jane, Jane Foster. I'm gonna foster he my fucking fo visitor. Foster that snatch. Um, Make it fly across the planet. Doesn't visit the girl. So at this point, this is when shit hits the fan. So now we've got Captain America and an Iron Man looking to fix the engine. So they're handling that on on that side, and basically they are able to repair it relatively quickly. Even though Captain America is being taken out by guys with guns. Um, that whole thing was just <laughs> it was it was like beating he's already dead the the part the part yeah. that the part that i really was Emotional. like Damn it. The, the, the the one part I, I there's you know going back to the whole when like oh he should be dead uh when the whole heli carrier tips and 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 captain america holds on by like that tiny little like thread or the wire or whatever. I'm like, there's no fucking way he would have been able to. And then of course, when he gets, when Iron Man gets to completely devoured by the fan, but, um, cause I'm thinking like, you know, okay, Sue protects him, but like his body can still bend the ways. It this, this is where you question things. Again, I don't know why the, this particular part popped into me as far as questioning and this stuff. But anyway, he's in the fucking propeller and he goes yeah. at fucking light speed. Yeah. All the fucking sudden, he should yeah. be dead from that. No. No, his his no. innards would have fucking come out he, his ass. Look, man, he doesn't yes, suffer from momentum at all. He can go F1 trillion. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, come on, man. I know. Mean, meanwhile, um, we see. Um, meanwhile, we see Natasha and uh, Hulk have a scene where, of course, Ruffalo cannot contain his emotions anymore and turns into the Hulk, chases after Black Widow, but Thor ultimately uh, catches him and uh, has this 
I'll be honest, pretty fun fight with with Hulk. I mean, I wish they did a little bit more with it. It was uh, yeah, a little bit. It was a little bit enjoyable, a little fun. He gets, he gets his ass fucking handed to him. <laughs> Who Hulk? Oh yeah, yeah. Which no, which, no Hulk beats the shit out of Thor. Makes him bleed his own blood. Well, yeah, but then. I mean, well, the scenes with the parts with Mjolnir were really funny, where he like throws it and he catches it and he can't fucking pick it up, um, and he's literally, yeah, like cho- literally choking him with fucking Mjolnir. Um, but <laughs> I love this part. They 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 find their way back into the lab, Hulk and, and them fight, and then they have a fighter jet approach Hulk. Oh, this guy's the bravest man alive. I first fucking love this scene, and I could not stop laughing for two reasons. One, he's shooting at the Hulk, and then the Hulk basically uh, sees him and goes, one. "I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump after him." And you hear the guy on the thing go, <laughs> "Target angry, target angry!" And fucking Hulk jumps on top of him. He's tearing the plane apart as it's spinning out of control. And I don't know why I found this really <laughs> funny when the fucking pilot pulls the ejects and he grabs him. As he's trying to object, it looks like he's flinging him around like a fucking lasso. Just... He, he, he gets his parachute out. I'm pretty sure his neck is broken. So it doesn't really yeah. <laughs> the, the, the stupidest part is like, don't get too close. What does he do? He fucking what is really well throws close. the plane into Roger. the fucking old asshole. Roger that. Nope. I'm gonna... Target angry. Target angry. Uh, yeah, target angry. Target angry. And then just, I don't know, something about fucking him pulling apart the jet. <laughs> well, it's fu- I don't know. I just I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. So those two things, and then finally we get to see um, we get to see uh, Thor ultimately try and chase back down uh, Loki, uh, Loki who has been who he thought was freed from the from the prison, which he actually was, and ultimately tricks Thor into getting trapped in there himself. But one man tries to save the day, and that's none other than Phil Coulson. Phil Coulson, who has this like special cannon that was developed after the Destroyer show up, threatens Loki with it, but Loki does a quick switcheroo, and ultimately so many questions about this. stabs Phil Coulson, um, drops Thor, but then Phil has enough energy left in him before he passes on to fire, fire the fucking cannon and blow Loki away. A um, lot to unpack in this scene. lot to unpack. Um, back it back up, send it somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt it was so, so much. Um, it, 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 this is like, this is what this movie suffers from. There's a lot of forced that happens in this movie and it's, it's just the audience just has to accept it. Yeah. Sure. Some of the audience might actually just naturally accept it. That's fine. But I know I didn't except a lot of what happens and the fallout of what happens. Like, I, I mean, I, I'll, don't get me wrong. I like the, the Hulk chasing after Black Widow scene. And there's a time where, like, okay, he Hulk hits Black Widow. She's dead. I'm 1,000% yeah. dead. Oh, he was going oh, for a pimp slap. Did you notice that? Yeah, he, he, he backhanded her into fucking infinity and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch is hanging out with Buzz Lightyear at this point. That shit <laughs> Yeah, how did it end up with more injuries? How did they portray, portray her with more injuries than so what did? So how did Black Widow die? Friendly fire, people. <laughs> and th- this is like an interesting... This is why I like actually enjoyed the Hulk character to a point in this movie. Because it's like we need to unleash him, but we don't know what the fuck he's going to do. Like, it's such a, it's such a good plot point. You need to unleash this giant green monster that you can't control. It's a good yeah, plot if you point. If you control him, you want to kill him. 
yeah it's, it's, it's so it's a good plot point that you could have so much fun with that is immediately solved through the magic of television or something <laughs> later on but anyways uh yeah no that's that scene and everything is, is fine i like the thor and hulk interaction the scene with uh, uh fucking captain america getting held down by one random soldier with a gun only for him not to be able to do anything until fucking iron man escapes after he pulls the lever and just like Roman Re- Roman Reigns spears the guy down. Hmm. Like th- this is another nail in the coffin. This guy is fucked at this point. He's so weak. <laughs> I, I I just, I, yeah, I just feel like it's just, there was a lot to unpack in this and like, okay. It's, it's trying to show them like working together sort of kind of, and then, like it just fucking chaos. The Hulk Thor part was probably my favorite. Um, it was fun. It was a fun matchup. Yeah, because it's it, always what like you'd like to see. And that's foreshadowing to the next Thor movie as well with that interaction. So it just makes it that much more fun. Yeah. The, the it, only... I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's a lot of things. The things I'm I'm saying I'm gonna say are. I can nitpick all day at these fucking movies, yeah. but they are nitpicks when it comes to why didn't Black Widow die? Because everybody's fucking unkillable. Let's be real. <laughs> characters anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it, it just just this part was a little bit much. And then, of course, the 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 one thing that that, that kind of irked me about this, and and I remember this irking me about the movie was was this next part where basically fury oh, is see. using colson's death to motivate the avengers to work as a team why the fuck do they care about colson everybody died in that fucking helicarrier so <laughs> i cannot do it frank i am sorry <laughs> well, I, I you can sit here and say i got to suspend my disbelief i do not believe anything justifies any part of what we we are talking about everybody should be dead i i can suspend my disbelief for like the fantastical like people living and stuff like that it's just when they force a plot point that doesn't have any grounding for that plot point to make any sense that's where the colson plot point comes in it's like they they killed him um well they killed him bunny ears but like and then they use that death it's like yeah this is what they needed who the fuck cares about him? Why only, why is everybody in love with this man all of a sudden? Only one like okay. He's had interactions with Thor. Cool. Not really too many of them. He literally just met Cap today. Um the only person he would have any sort of like that would be Iron Man, and I get where Fury's like, oh, you know, he believed in this idea to to create like he goes, yes, we did try to weaponize the Tesseract. I wanted to do something different with the Avengers in a group of of extraordinary people coming together to rise above and be something more. And Phil Coulson died believing in that idea. It's like they tried, like they they did. Phil Coulson created your suit. Uh, Phil Coulson, Phil Coulson visited fucking horse shit again. Pepper- You're right. Pepper pots and stuff like that, but it was just—it's very so rudimentary that the death holds no weight for me at all. And therefore, if it holds no weight for me as a viewer, I can't understand why it holds so much weight for the characters. It would hold weight for me if the care—if it held weight for the characters, you know. 
that that's that is the biggest um out of out of the plot points in this movie this is the biggest one that i just kind of go like what like i don't understand that like it, it just it just i don't know maybe, maybe that's just me and maybe i'm and, just over they, lay, they layer it on and make it worse when they say like it's a a plot point generated by fucking nick fury to get them all to mobilize that's even like, worse it, yeah that's even you. worse yeah I, don't know, I mean heather am i am i thinking too much into this or is this is this i don't know i feel like i'm going insane with this movie now heather, heather i can't hear you heather I can't oh, hear you. nope still muted no nope, no nothing nope did you get unplugged you might have got mic unplugged somehow She hates this too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's on board with us, but maybe leave and come back or something. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. hold off. We'll yeah. hold off yeah, for a we'll second. But um, but yeah, like the the idea. This was that... the turning point for this movie for me. Oh, going the other way. <laughs> going the other way. Hey, all right. That was fucking weird. No, but what I was saying was up to this point, the only interaction between Iron Man and Coulson that we had seen. Was Coulson sitting there telling Iron Man, I don't care if you have to pee on your fucking carpet. You're going to research this shit and get it done for Nick. Yeah. like, And I'm just... not leaving until it's done. Okay, I don't give a shit about Coulson. I never gave but He's also like a, a very straight-faced character. The, the, I think more of the audience maybe came to like him because of the, um, the show he was in, Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D., but I never watched that. And this was before that, was it not? Yes, this was before this. Yeah. And and Frank, I I do see what you're saying. He said Coulson's the only character that formed a bond with all the Avengers at some level. Here's the ones I would just personally say. I'm sorry to cut you off, basement. Iron Man, okay, sure, I'll I'll give you that. Even Thor, okay, I'll give you that. Cap, he just met, so maybe Cap felt some sort of guilt. That's not a bond. That's guilt. And he had, with, he had nothing. He like had nothing with. I've had an interaction. Uh, uh, in, with Incredible Hulk. He had nothing with Hulk. <laughs> Nothing with. I Hulk. feel like I feel, I feel like it's just I've had an interaction with this person. That's not a bond. Yeah. It, 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 like the thing is, if I talked to one person on the street and they were killed all of a sudden, it wouldn't make me want to go kill their fucking murderer. You know what I mean? Like there needs to be more. Boy, it makes you wonder: shouldn't they have done Captain Marvel before all of this? Maybe. Uh, just even saying. Then, even then, I just I, I feel like that this was like. Well, a, he was way to get them from one plot point to the movie, next. Though he was a big part of that movie, I haven't seen that movie yet. That's one of the more, only ones I haven't seen. It has more to do with Nick Fury than it does the Avengers. I think. I, I just don't feel like I, I feel like it's so surface level that them yeah, trying to like turn it into. It was, We've talked about that already. We understand that. We we get that he was a big fan of Captain America. Got it. But what does Captain... So, so because all of a sudden he's a big fan of Captain America, Captain America yeah. is like, I'm going to go thing, fight. The, thing, the thing is, Captain, Captain America is one of the one one of the only characters that wouldn't need that. No. He would have fought regardless. Right. And, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I want to go back. I want to go back because I want to answer Frank. He keeps on saying every, and I get why he's saying what he's saying, but he says these movies are at the core of fantasies. True. All fantasies, 
all fantasies are outlandish and has little grounding in reality. Well, then don't put them on fucking Earth. Don't say this is planet fucking Earth. I and, then, and, then, that. and then that's why we suspend our disbelief. Suspend our disbelief. This is why I don't believe a goddamn thing these movies give me. Because fucking Iron Man is in that fucking rotor and should have had every bone in his fucking body fucking broken or dislocated. Don't give a shit if he's wearing fucking armor. Sorry, I cannot buy it. I can get beyond that. And I, I the reason it's grounded in Earth is for relatability factors for how they sold the fucking storylines to begin with. So I, I get I get the whole reason behind what they're doing and what they've done in the past. And I do I, I'm accepting that they want to show people as being super able to the point that they can't like be killed unless there's a story point that needs them to be killed. Whatever, I can get behind that part too. The one thing I can't get behind is poor writing. And the Coulson thing yeah. is poorly written. That, that I will just have to say they tried to make it his him have a bond, but you know having having uh, sharing one scene that's forty seconds long together with one or two or three of the Avengers, but not all of them, does not make me. I couldn't. I was disconnected from this, and it was because of the writing of the show and not. Only that, it was also because of the character of Coulson, I think. If but... you featured him more prominently in each movie, even uh-huh. if even being in... I mean, it would be hard, obviously, with fucking um, the Cap movie. He should have been there as, like, Fury. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s representative. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. S.H.I.E.L.'D.'s representative. Yeah. Shouldn't have seen Fury until this movie. Yeah. Because then it would have the more emotional weight that it should have had. Because even if, you know, I'm not, I, I get where Frank's coming from in the chat. But I think the, the biggest problem is that it doesn't have the emotional gravity that they're trying to make it look like or feel like in the movie. Poor writing. Yeah. So. Poor writing. Poor um, story. It's, it, it, this is the problem with this movie in general. It seems to think it can get away with things when it hasn't. It hasn't given those things time to grow. So yeah. I, I, I'm going to say this. It's like the Spider-Man fucking three. You like, have you have a movie. If it has good writing. Spider-Man three, but still. And good acting, good storytelling, good acting. You got a good movie. You got shitty storytelling, but good acting. You ain't got a very good movie. And vice versa. If you have poor acting, but a good story. Those actors are not going to be able to give you a good movie because they are shitty at telling their story. I mean, Heather, I mean, are you going to say... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, just before you go one second, Heather. The uh, the thing is, they're also trying to tell a story that eventually culminates in a running of multiple films. So it's like they're trying to... It's, this way, compared it to WrestleMania in the past, they're trying to build towards the next thing. But that were actually in the present and recently present, built towards the next thing, but also give everybody those moments that they want to see. Yeah, it's it's a it's a catch twenty. It's it's a extremely difficult, if not impossible, balancing act. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Heather, you want the same Colson hating train that we all? No, I'm kidding. Not a hating train, but honestly, we have not seen much of anything. 
from Coulson in any of the movies up to this point. So if we are a brand new fan to this series and we're seeing this going on, how are we supposed to understand the emotional relationship as to yeah. why they all of a sudden... I mean, the only one I could actually understand being the ones to be like, yeah, we need to do this for him, are Black Widow and Hawkeye. Because those Agreed. two work with him daily. I could see Iron Man. But but we didn't see the interaction between... Exactly. Right. That's the problem. Any of, any of them enough, really, right? Like... Yeah. But it, it's just not the point they should have pivoted on to get them to all like finally be like, I guess we're over our strife. Right. But let's uh, – we still got more of a movie to go through. Holy shit. Yeah. So at this, at this point, I'm going to try and barrel through a, a lot, so just bear with me here. So at this point, they decide to work together. Thor's out of there. Bruce uh, – you know, uh, Thor breaks out of, the, out of the cage just in the nick of time because God bless him. <laughs> God's bless him. Uh, Banner survives the fall and finds himself in an abandoned warehouse by a lone security guard who looks like, um, um, oh, what the hell is that guy's name? Oh, he, huh? Herbert? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, my friends. Um, I've seen, I've seen that guy in so many different, like, movies and stuff he's, that he's in everything. That actor, yeah. get his hands on the guy who played the security guard in that warehouse. But they find they finally put together that Tony, uh, Tony and Cap finally put together the fact that Loki is looking to open a portal right above the Stark Tower and he's looking to bring the Chitari army. So, why Iron Man, I, I love this part where Iron Man flies up to the Tesseract and he's like, shut it down, doctor. He's like, I'm not going to because he's still under mind control from. Uh, from Loki, he's like, yeah, no, and tries to blast it himself because that's what Tony would do and gets, you know, blown away. Uh, Tony then has, of course, the famous interactive with Loki where he threatens Loki, saying that the Avengers are coming for him, that even if he does succeed, it's all on him, and maybe we may not save the world, but we'll damn sure, sure avenge it, which I, thinking about that line now, is like, yeah, okay, cool, that means he'll still gonna fucking... Destroy the world, but anyway, uh, cool Iron Man suit. <laughs> so he, he, he gets Whatever. tossed. He gets tossed. Yeah, exactly. He gets tossed out the window. We see the new, brand new, shiny Iron Man suit, um, and then that's when, of course, the Chitari start to invade. So again, shit gets all over the place. So I'm gonna try and somewhat barrel with this as, as best as I can as far as the action. So, um, oh lord. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so so here here comes the action rapid fire. So Thor fights Loki. Everyone starts going all over the place. Eventually, Bruce Banner does show up and reveals his secret, which his secret cap is that he's always angry, implying that he is in control of when he can finally transform from the Hulk. That makes see, no sense. Nope, it doesn't. Uh, we see them do the iconic six man pose where they all go around and they do the the poses and everything. And that, then, sorry, that whole plot point with. Hulk. It goes against what the, just happened. Is yeah. pretty much the thing I hate the most in this movie. That that particular it plot makes, point. It makes it makes no sense. How is he all of a sudden in control? We just seen a scene where he almost killed fucking Black. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I like, think Basement's nose is bleeding. Fucking... No, this part like I, even when I first watched, it, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Somebody explain to me why all of a sudden, and I don't give a shit what the fuck guy says. I was always, I'm always angry, but you act like a fucking and I tank guy. Story no, time. but how in the world is he all of a sudden in control and not beating up his friends? 
Well, I mean, God damn it. You got to suspend your disbelief, right? Science. Um, so we see the, <laughs> we see the iconic pose with all six of them. We see uh, Thor try to bottleneck them. Uh, Iron Man's fighting them. It's, it's basically all just sort of chaos and pandemonium all across the board. We see them blow up a space whale. We see, uh, we see Loki. Ellie from The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> For Loki, some reason. Loki drops his staff um, and basically sets up the, the final plot point coming up. But, I mean, with the exception of that Hulk thing, up until the point where Black Widow's about to shut down the portal, which is really the next big major part, there's a lot of fight sequences in this part. I mean, this is a good amount of fighting, um, which... Uh, like, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. Sorry, Frank, I, mean, I, mean, I had to say it. I, I don't I don't hate it all. There's some great fight scenes and there's a couple of good it's ones. I some but good moments. Yeah, I like the cap moment where he like uh, he fucking should have had his ribs broken when he landed on the fucking car. Um I, I like no, he had the a parachute. God damn it. It Vita, it's it's the Vita race. The answer is always the Vita race. Um I like the Hulk smash line. I I like the the part where Iron Man like the I like the visual cinematography of when Iron Man's flying and then he like flies down. He like blocks you know shoots a cap shield to like bounce the thing off, then flies off. So you get to see different perspectives from each member of the Avenger. I also loved Hulk um, being stubborn and fucking um, holding a grudge by punching Thor off camera. I thought that was fucking hilarious. So fucking great. Yeah, there, yeah there's a couple was, of uh, there's some great moments in this. Yeah, I love the flying centipede monsters. I still don't know how they were flying because they look like they belong in the ocean. <laughs> Everybody else had like mechanical flying tools that came in, yeah. like, like those teenage mutant ninja turtle fucking rocket bikes. But like, what the fuck were those things? <laughs> how were they flying? And of course the big, and, and of course the big moment where Hulk beats the shit out of Hulk, uh, of Hulk beating the shit out of Loki. Uh-huh, that was perfect. The yeah. end of that was fucking perfect. Yeah. Because uh-huh. even Tom Hiddleston sat there and said, you know, they wanted me to say something after that, but after taking a beating like that, I figured the only thing to do that would make sense for that moment moment would be the uh-huh. <laughs> Frank, I was actually being a smart ass just to Yeah, and he's being a smart ass right back. Yeah, you guys are um, two smart asses. But I mean, JP. I mean, e- even even all criticisms aside, the fight sequences at this point with all the the aliens and stuff, man. It also okay. looked the worst of all the CGI. The I get yeah. it. It's a lot. It's a lot of CGI, and it's obviously, a lot of like, there's a lot of tu- a lot of touching parts, but, and a lot but of moving also parts. Re- rendering that and getting it all set up within the time frame that they had. One scene that I Good did luck. like in this, the one scene that I did like in this sequence was the scene with Captain America and the police officers. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that was good. He said, he said, here's what I need you to do. I need you to build, take a perimeter back to 39th Street. I need you to go up there and get the people out. We got people, we need to get them out of here. And he goes, why should I listen to you? And then all of a sudden, these aliens come and he just fucking destroys them. And he's like, okay, so what I need is, and that was pretty good. <laughs> That yeah. was good. Like yeah. I said, the acting was the the the. How do I put this? It basically had almost the everything the down bad, except for a storyline. The time, yes, the timing <laughs> of the acting was pretty good. Now I, I will say point. that 
what we're alluding to, the the quips and the on-point things for me have diminishing returns over time. They do. Because they tend to be out of place when the storyline gets a lot more serious. And I know they want those moments of brevity, but it's like, man, we just lost fucking 8,000 people. Well, Thor, you're fat. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like I mean, those moments of brevity become a bit out of place as time goes on. Yeah, agreed, agreed. agreed. Um, but they do do it right here, and this is the in- and this is the intro to multiple things. Sky Beam as being a part of everything in the world. It's already been introduced, but this is Sky Beam number five hundred eight in the sixth movie, and then you have um, a legion of unrecognizable CGI villains. True. Which is a thing that exists in every fucking Marvel movie ever. <laughs> and it angers me because I don't care at all. And it's like, well, we need to show them killing something and they can't be people because then we can't make this PG. Right. Right. So make them unrecognizable insect monsters. Well, they're aliens. Science. I don't know what they are. Um, but I mean, yeah, but, but, but I didn't mind it, but this is then as if we couldn't add any more shit to add onto the pile of, of things happening, uh, shield decides on their own. Hey, um, this is bad. We're going to send a nuke. Well, well, I I didn't get this. Were they just planning to nuke? Is Manhattan, right? Yeah. Yes. They're going to nuke Manhattan. Yes. Yeah. How is that going to stop? monsters from coming in from the sky because they think they were trying to aim it for the portal or the machine where the tesseract was to destroy they, that but they figured they, they leveled they the whole area the science behind it. <laughs> it this to me was like i was like i don't get it. you're gonna it's like well there's monsters attacking from space I, we don't I know also, what's causing it let's blow up the city i also love how they're like oh i, I um an un, uh, unregistered birdie is is taking off like a plane so Nick Fury runs out with a fucking rocket launcher and shoots one of the shoots a shoots a jet and then my another jet part. takes off. And there's two Have you there's, seen my nine millimeter. There's there's two The two parts I love about that is he takes out a fucking gun, like that's gonna stop and it's like, ah oh, shit, I'm gonna back up now. And the second part is that means he blew up the wrong fucking jet. Or there's yeah. just two launching at once, and they just didn't know somehow. Because that fucking helicarrier knows nothing ever. I mean, that's true. <laughs> that's My other question point. is, how are like throughout this whole movie? I never saw an earpiece in anybody. I don't know. Oh my god! Telepathically talking up. to each other. <laughs> like, there's a point where Iron Man's talking to Steve Rogers. He's got no earpiece, yeah, and I'm like, what? When you guys all get earpieces. <laughs> <laughs> how are you speaking um, to me in my mind? So you watch uh, me when I masturbate. <laughs> doctor told me I should stop masturbating and I said why and he goes because I'm trying to examine you so um, (laughs) they send the nuke and of course Fury lets Stark know Stark gets the hell out of Dodge as fast as possible and just as they seemingly grab uh, at this point Black Widow's up on the the roof has got Loki's staff and and is able to figure out and and surmise that hey I can actually shut this thing off and close the portal uh, as there was a safety precaution in there to cut the power just in case something went went bad plot convenience um Stark is able to grab hold of the of the nuclear uh, the nuclear missile and drive it straight through to the portal of the Chitari, not knowing if he was going to make it back or not. Don't even uh, get me. Back this started. also didn't I mean, they, make any sense at all. 
nukes have a GPS tracking system on them. Not this one. That was in, that was in the first jet. Listen, he's Iron Man. Whatever yeah. he says goes. So of course the nuke blows up the Chitari mothership and disabling all the other Chitari uh, warriors, fighters, aliens, and space whales. Uh, Iron Sweet. Man just coincidentally and I mean right. perfect timing falls through the hole just as it closes with the explosion coming right behind him so that nothing affects him or nothing harms him. They were like a hive mind and literally yep. they had their mothership on the other side of a portal anybody could get through. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, like why would he even try that? You just close the portal. They can't get through and just fucking... Well, Either think disable the bomb because he knows everything about bombs, well, or send it act, off into space. Didn't you hear the nuke has Bro, a GPS? Did you track? realize he became an astrophysicist fucking overnight. overnight. Yeah, he's also an astronomer. He read my palm, and it says "fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tony is able to make it out just in time. They capture Loki. It's all the same to you. I think I'll have that drink now, and uh, we essentially wrap things up with this so we see that the test we see that (laughs) we see the tesseract is uh now back in the possession of the asgardian which i'm not gonna lie i find it very funny that like in order for the cube to work to transport both loki and thor it required both of them to do that i just thought that was funny as hell um and the avengers and the avengers seemingly go their separate ways um the nuke thing, I, I don't get why the nuke thing had to, like... I... Even exist? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm trying to think of, like, was it necessary? Uh, they, they, they were... The thing is, this movie is long. It's, like, two and a half hours long. And no you, shit. You didn't necessarily need that plot point of... We're trying to show that Fury's... Though he does some questionable things, he's erring on the side of, like doing the right for everybody, which is like, there is about 10 minutes of this movie devoted to that. Cause he's got that like meeting with the council and then a meeting with the council and then this whole bomb shit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, man, you could have probably spent those 10 minutes better. Do we really need like the you know, fucking government trying to bomb people? Like it didn't make any sense. Those 10 minutes could have been devoted to fleshing out the fight what? scenes. A little better so well, the one thing had more time to space things out and get it to not be so janky in some parts <laughs> yeah the one thing i do and i will always dislike about marvel and to an extent star wars anything disney owned they don't seem and they know they don't seem to invest in showing like a long cut of uh a fight I know in Marvel sometimes it's difficult because there's CGI at play, but like you can, I mean, come on, man. Like they, they, well, they brought you, in you, those fuckers from long? like, I mean, okay. So for instance, I'm going to just, in Star Wars, they brought in the guys that did the raid from fucking Thailand or whatever they're from. Yeah. And they, like, they did like five to 10 minute segments of no cuts. Uh, martial okay. arts and I, things I like that. that yeah 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 yeah. give me something that makes me believe that you're not like it's there, just cut to shit there is one all movie, the fight scenes are cut to shit in marvel 
There is mm-hmm. one movie I think does a. Be- I'm not saying it's best, but as far as what I you're looking for, Shang Chi. Yeah, they they. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll we'll get there. That 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 is one of my favorites, but we'll get there. Um, but I mean, yeah, the, the the nuke thing just kind of like seemed like I don't know if it was another plot convenience thing as an excuse to get I think rid of the Chitauri. I think that's it. They're trying to yeah. wrap it up and be like, well, what would stop them from opening it up again? Well, they're dead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's going to stop it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're also just pawns anyway, so I don't know. Yeah. So, and then, of course, it ends with Fury saying, like, the Avengers are, are, uh, are uh, on a leave of absence and call back when he needed and says the council of the Tesseract is where no one on Earth will be able to find it and that the secret's out. This this group is too dangerous for the world to handle, and Fury's glad because he wanted to make sure that New York was a warning. And also, shout out to the Stan Lee cameo of him saying, superheroes in New York? Yeah, right. So always <laughs> love the I've always loved the Stanley cameos. Um so then we'll talk about I guess the end credit scenes and we'll kind of talk about the overall thoughts about this movie. Uh two. We got two end credit or mid credit and end credit scene this one. Of course the end credit one, the shawarma joint where they're just uh eating after the the I battle. Why this was thing to be honest like why well he made mention at yeah, if but, you like, remember he's like why well okay well i'm going to tell you why because at the end of it he's like well when towards the end of it, they still had more to do but he goes have i want a shawarma so i think that's why they showed them no, but why did he piece. say i want uh, it's just like it seems like this why did he say i want a fucking cheeseburger when he came out when he should have fucking died in the fucking desert that's what he said he wanted, and the cheeseburger killed him. Um, but of course, the other yeah. big, the other that, big that, scene, that scene was okay. more than just eating fucking cheeseburgers. I know that basement. Never mind. <laughs> that the the schwar- the scene with them eating the shawarma was to show everybody that through all of this, they finally came together as a team and are proving they're going to stay as a team. Yeah, I eat shawarmas. I would eat shawarmas with fucking strangers. I don't give a shit. Uh, but has anybody actually tried shawarma? I love it. Wait, so seriously, good. have you have it? Yeah, I've had shawarma. I've never had it before. I'm, I'm not, now. I'm oh, it's good. Um, good. It's like a wrap with like vegetables I can't name. <laughs> but of course, the I other really big... don't know what they put in there, but it's good. <laughs> of course, the other big scene that everyone is talking about is, of course, when the uh, the person who was aiding Loki decides to talk to the big boss upstairs and says that uh, Marty fu- McFly the whole time it is futile to attack Earth as fighting the Avengers is to court death and of course we see the master turn around revealing to be none other than the purple faced grimace man himself Anos um and that the first real hint of anything being a super villain in any of these movies and that is Marvel the Avengers. Shitty movie. Um, I'll start with JP because I know he wants to get a lot off his chest here, and then I'll jump to Heather Baseman and finally me. So JP, you first. I already said it. It's a shitty movie. Why? Because the acting is okay, <laughs> and the storytelling is absolute fucking garbage. All this movie is. The reason everybody loved this movie wasn't because it was the suspension of disbelief or whatever you want to think it was. It was for the explosions. Everybody's all about this action. I 
oh my god, I want to see explosions and people fucking shooting things, and it's just it's a superhero movie. So it was it was worse than Transformers. Oh god, that's oh, saying something. That that might be bold, fighting that, words. That's a bold. <laughs> that's a bold <laughs> statement. I, I, I like Transformers. Ooh. Why? I can believe Transformers. That's even bolder. Really. You can believe Transformers. Well, they're from another planet. They're from another. They're from another galaxy. Yeah, I can believe it. Star Wars is the same thing. Okay. Okay. You basement. Why? Why? Why do I like Thor? Because I think it could. It, how do you, you know it not. doesn't Teach exist? Their Teach their own. You know. How do you know Thor doesn't exist? I don't I know. Mean, that, on the, 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 on the level I, of suspending disbelief. Robots that come to Earth turning into fucking cars and trucks. It's pretty much on scale with somebody building a suit out of armor and becoming Iron Man. Not really. I don't know, man. I believe the Iron Man suit more. But anyway. Um, yeah, okay. So, so, hey, so, no, so, so I... I hated this movie. I hated it. Hated it. This is Are this is sure? the one of the worst movies of yes, hated this movie. All right. Um. So I gotta oh, ask. Oh, I, I, I guess I guess I asked the rating question then. Out of ten. Three and a half, four. All right. Yep. I hated it. Oh jeez. Heather, did you hate? Even it though there was some great scenes goodness. in it, I cannot get behind the fucking movie, and I don't care what anybody fucking says. All right. Heather, do you share JP's sentiments? I'm not going to go that low with the rating, but with the plot holes in there and the, um, it's just the bad storytelling overall. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I got to go with at, at the very least a 5.5. 5. That's a fair. That's this a fair. is fan. The other shit is fantasy. I can get behind. This is fantasy on earth. Fuck that shit. Not, not, not fucking buying it. Right. Sorry, well, you mean, can sit here and say, "Thank you, basement. but I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I fucking, I fucking find that Avengers is a shit fantasy movie. All right, and that's that's fine to have that opinion about that. See, Wendy says, "Yeah." Uh, <laughs> I mean, basement. Are you kind of on the same level as far as I? I... Uh, well, no, I'm not. Um, uh, the Avengers. Okay, so when. I got, like, basically I'll have two different ratings. When I first watched it versus now, obviously, knowing Mm. the future of things and stuff like that. Um, It's definitely worse now because there's so many inconsistencies and things that don't make sense. Yeah. Uh, Back when I did originally watch it, I still didn't really like a lot of the things I don't like now. But now there's new things I don't like that have no inconsistencies. (laughs) <laughs> There's no consistency. <laughs> so, like, um, I, I, when I first watched it, I'd probably give it, like, a mm-hmm. 6.5 or something like that. At a right, 10. So too much higher I, than, than I, okay. Maybe a 6.57, say. Mm-hmm. But just because, like, it's the first time to see them all on screen. Um, they did a good job for part of the movie. No, they didn't do a good job of explaining things, but I've stopped really looking at these movies to ever do that at this point because they, they failed me on the movies beforehand to do that. Uh, it's just not going to happen. 
I mean, if if you even if you probably peruse the comic books, you're not gonna get fucking grand explanations. It's right, right. More, it's more like I came up with the character that would be cool. It's like Jekyll and Hyde, but my version, which is Hulk and Bruce Banner. Oh, why? How did he do that? Oh, is experiment gamma radiation. Oh, does that make any scientific sense? Do I look like a scientist? <laughs> no, I write comic books. <laughs> right, right, right. So that, that's kind of where I'm like, okay, cool. Um, though I do feel like it would benefit from a lot more like fleshing out. Um, in that sense, I actually feel like it would have been better for them to do maybe uh, two movies for each of the characters before jumping into the Avengers series. Not a bad idea. I, I think that might have helped them flesh out how, how they wanted to do it, and it wouldn't have created such a story. Like it, the storyline is forced. It's terrible. Uh, the writing for how the storyline progresses is poor. Not the writing for the characters, but the storyline in general. The narrative. Um, the yeah. acting, yeah, the narrative overall is poor. The, uh, I think the acting is good, some better than others. I have to give it up to uh, Scarlett Johansson in this movie because she's the only one that actually ranges from – goes through a range of emotions. Like after yeah. she gets attacked by Hulk, she's like visibly shaken. And it's like kind of out of her element. The first time you see that from a character that exudes such confidence. And I picked up on like, what? Jam. That's pretty good. But uh, other than that, um, I hated the last 40 minutes of this movie. <laughs> I, I, I get, I'm just I get. not a fan for the CGI fest action. It's just like I could take that 40 minutes and turn it into 10 and get the same level of enjoyment. Yeah. Like it was too much. Yeah. All right, I um. I'm now I to... give this movie a five. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I can leave in the edge of my seat here. God damn it! I I I'm pretty much in the same boat of of everyone. This the the story is the weakest thing about this. There are elements about this movie that I actually genuinely enjoyed, and obviously without going too far ahead because we're we're trying not to look too far ahead. Lay some fr- uh, some framework and groundwork for um for future things without going too much. The Thor Loki dynamic I loved in this movie. Uh because it harkened not only to what happened in the Thor movie and kind of fleshed out a little bit more what I was hoping for, but obviously as a precursor to more of what we're going to get in the future. Um I loved Tom Hiddleston in this movie. I think that I could very easily see why they made him Loki and I very easily see why they made him the villain. Was he the best villain? Absolutely not as far as overall, but to be the 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 core one to kind of take the lead in, I get why they did that because let's face it, out of all the Marvel villains they've done so far leading up to this movie, he was clearly the best one, almost no contest. Do you um, think that it was a fault to put a villain that's already lost in as the main threat to an Avengers initiative? No. And it's all, we're only like two movies removed or one no. movie removed. The, the reason is because... Um, I, I think the, 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 the imposing force felt weak. Because Loki is in a different element. He's not hiding behind an Asgardian throne. He's not hiding in Asgard. He's kind of doing everything. Yeah, he's in the right. he's in the front lines now, which he's also I, had character development. He's not he's not the he's not like an opposing physical threat 
Correct. He's not the same. He, there's not much difference from him on, on Asgard versus Earth. However, the perception of him on Earth is more threatening. And so, ergo, there's more different things. There's different reactions to him uh, being on the forefront and the front lines. I mean, shit, he got taken out by an arrow, too. God damn it. You know, so it's it, I, I didn't mind that part. But uh, with everybody saying the same thing, I'm on the same boat of like that the narrative was weak to the point where like the set like the first time around when I watched this way back. I forgave a lot of the narrative points because I was kind of like, okay, yeah, they're throwing them all together. It's the action blockbuster of the summer. The action's going to is the, the, the emphasis was clearly more on the action than it was on the narrative story. 100%. That's why there were fight scenes for better or for worse more often than there were like narrative explanations. Hence why I really didn't like the low key Captain America fight at the beginning. But um, looking at it now, it's more glaring. Because like Baseman said, like the the forty minute CGI fight fest at the end could have been cut in half. You could have had the same emotional impact, the same all that stuff, and it just kind of took away from it, unfortunately, in my opinion. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six. The only reason I'm gonna go six is because the guilty of yeah, they're all together, and there's there's enough. Bits and pieces here and there, like Tony and Bruce, Loki and Thor, and there's, I appreciated the unique interactions with the unique characters the first time around, and as much as I give the story shit for being weak, I will give them the credit for at least having them kind of figure shit out before they actually came together at the end. So I give them that at least. The very I think I've least. seen this movie like two or maybe three times now. Yeah, and it's the. It's still like that popcorn movie that you can still watch. Yeah, yeah. Does it have glaring weaknesses? Yes. Is it like I want to shoot myself while watching it? For me, yeah. no. We'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> For yeah. me, no. I think it's the very next movie, isn't it? Mm, <laughs> next two. No, next one. Uh, yeah. For for me, no. And I like I did to an extent. I'm in between. I would say I'm in between Connor and JP when I think for me, I love movies to be grounded, especially I love when something takes a more realistic approach to something that's obviously fantastical and they explain things to me. I love getting an explanation for things because it makes me believe in what I'm listening to this, this to the JP's this point, and, yeah. and, and most Marvel movies I find they're not for me. They're not for my mind. They're not mm. for my age Point. at all. Yeah. I can still enjoy them. Like I can enjoy a Pixar movie, but there is a level of maturity that in a movie that I need for me to really, really like it. And a level of like being a fleshed out world that gives me understanding. I need to know why somebody can do something i need to it just helps the movie for me but then again i can watch these movies and still find enjoyment that's fair but i, I get you're kind of going with it kind of coinciding with what jp said so um i'm not going to torture you guys too much because we've been through already so much of the of, of the avengers movie itself the last question i'll ask you guys we've seen this is the this is the end of mcu phase one i'm not gonna ask you to rank them all out of all the movies we've seen so far in the Marvel, what's the what's the best one we've seen? Thor. Thor. Uh, we've seen what Iron Man. We've Iron seen Man. Thor. Hulk. 
Iron Hulk, Man 2, Thor, Iron Man Captain 2, America in this one. We're in this one. Um, I actually agree with Heather and JP. Thor has been the best one, in my opinion. I will say Thor as well. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, we've wrapped up another Marvel roundtable. I feel bad dragging JP in. One more thing. Right, <laughs> I need to say this because I'm sick and tired of this shit. I feel like I have to explain myself. I don't want to hate these movies. <laughs> when you give me a shitty fucking story, I'm going to mm. shit all over it. If it was a good storytelling, I wouldn't shit all over this fucking movie. I wouldn't shit all over any of these movies. I, th right. I think there's... These movies have no story. There's, right. there's, no there's, story there's so much that goes into enjoying a movie or disliking it. Um, and this is why, like, everybody has like even on this panel everybody has vast differences in why we enjoyed or disliked this i mean if you're going to the movie expecting something you know it's not going to be you're not going to like it and you know it's not going to be what you're expecting right <laughs> you know they're not going to explain the shit that you're looking to get explained you know it yeah. um but I just I'm sick and tired of having to explain myself as to why I don't fucking like something. I shouldn't fucking have to take it for what it is. If you don't like what I have to say, I don't oh, care. I mean, if if I really like something and I say, well, JP, why don't you like it? And then uh, I would expect an explanation. And I feel like yeah. you're fully within your right to explain yourself. And I'm fully within my right to explain why I liked it. But yeah, we may people, we may disagree, people, but people doesn't... are going to end up on different ends of the spectrum. There's movies I probably hate that JP loves, Heather loves, Connor loves, but that's fine. Yeah, I mean, give me a good story and a good movie or good good acting, and I I'm enthralled. But this did not fucking do it. I'll just say fine. good acting is sub very subjective. Because... No, I have to justify why I'm shitting on this movie, and I shouldn't fucking have to. Well, like, we're talking about the movie, so we well, all you already, have to. You already justify. did, though. You said, you, you said why, so it's not like yeah. I'm not asking you to like, deep dive and like say you're wrong. You, that's, wrong. That's, that's, Fake news. Thanks, thanks Baseman. Um, <laughs> well, that being, that being said, we're going to wrap I agree with him most of what he said. <laughs> um, they're they're any... all dead. <laughs> They're all dead. Heather, any last minute thoughts on, on the Avengers or MCU phase one before we wrap this up? Thank God that part is over because that out of all of the movies, except for one of the other ones that are coming up, I think the phase one movies are the worst because they are the experimental phase of the MCU. Right. I disagree. Well, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how things go. Because like I, I said, with the exception of one or two coming up. Or seven. There's some coming up that I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, I'm watching DC. That... I don't know what you guys are fucking talking about. Uh, I'm gonna watch the Batman and wank off. Um, basement. Any any last minute thoughts before we wrap up? Marvel yeah, or know. Avengers at Phase One? Anything? Uh, I like origin stories, so I liked Phase One, but um, it wasn't done incredibly great I, I feel like marvel is something you look at that just gets better at, as they go on but they also get super fucking formulaic yeah yep. 
Yeah. Like at some point in time, I could take any of the new movies and replace them with different characters and be like, "Have you which seen is, this film?" Which of is funny. Be- I have. Which is funny because sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. It's very bizarre. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll get more. It's into that, like, but... I mean, the comic books are probably the same. It like, pretty much is. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. But with that being said, we're gonna thank you guys for tuning in for another Marvel Roundtable as we wrap up MCU Phase One. Again, you guys can check out the reviews of all the other movies we've done as we now barrel our way into Phase Two. So make sure you guys come back here next Monday right here on YouTube.com/slash/HornyGoat or on the Horny Goat Podcasting Network. We can listen to us on your favorite podcasting platforms as we dive in to Marvel's Phase Two and arguably. Uh, best uh, movie ever the the best movie ever join us next week here on the marvel roundtable as we dissect the final movie in the iron man trilogy with iron man 3